Good morning, everyone. Tasty well, mouth sounds. Welcome to the day after Infinity War on When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. We're... See, it was like super loud again. Jesus, like, tap dancing. It's like, <laughs> it turned down. I'm sorry. It's not you, it's me. Jumping Jesus on a pogo stick. Literally, because I wear the cans and yes. I can hear it all. You yes. Know I mean? I'm just like... Bush. Yes. I rely on it's you like to a, balance the audio levels. It's like a Christopher Nolan movie. When it's... Bush. 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 You know what I mean? It's just that sound. I really like it. In yes. Inception is a wonderful film. Yeah. I have to say. I've only seen it once, but I have it. Mm. I need to rewatch again. It's fine. There's plenty of movies to watch again. I, on the other hand, I've seen The Prestige like 20 fucking times because I absolutely love that film. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's okay. my Nolan bit. Fuck the shirts. Just talking on the mic. Just, okay. Just talk. Okay. I was, you know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the when, when Daniel met Rich again. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. So, uh, technical difficulties and, you know, learning how we do these things the best and how... Things might change in the video. Uh, we've decided to show you a little bit more of the library part of the Library of Arts and Interests yes. by giving you this backdrop. And you can see the hutch of the room. And then eventually we'll just face the curtain. And then eventually we'll face this um, empty wall just because we're just we're trying to figure out what's the best. Yep. What the best thing to do is. So. Yes. Um, I'll just have the Wii channels on the TV when it's facing that way. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. ba I still have to homebrew that, though. I'm going to hack my Wii. No, you should. I'm going to. Put a lot of things on it. I think there's a lot of things you can hack these days. Anyways, today's the day after Infinity War officially came out. Technically, it was Thursday with eight 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 o'clock showings and midnight showings. But uh, when I saw it at eight o'clock, I saw it as soon as I could, and <clears throat> and you saw it yesterday morning. I saw it yesterday early afternoon. Oh, okay, so right. that's that works too. Yeah. So here we are. It's happened. And, Infinity War. And I I must apologize again on the record, just because I absolutely hate spoilers and people that spoil right well let's and... let's do it like this let's just talk about what we thought about it without spoilers okay first and then we'll say okay let's jump into the spoilers y'all can peace well, out you don't have to you know I, I was relating to the fact that i texted you about the movie while your wife was holding your phone yes and, and she... you had seen it and she had not and i texted a large spoiler yeah. under the yeah. assumption that you had already seen it and would not be spoiling mm -hmm. anything. And then you were mm -hmm. like, uh, knock it off. And I was like, <laughs> I've become what I hate. Yeah, basically. But no, it's okay. <laughs> and here's the deal. I forewarned Sarah what this movie was going to be about anyway. I told her if they do it right, that that would happen. Yeah. You know, so that being said, they did it right. Yep. You know, and, uh... I think even then, another great thing about the movie is that it speaks to... Man, I had a thought and I just lost it. It just went straight my bad. out of my head. I'm so sorry. Can we put Roxy away, please? Sorry. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's take care of the, uh, the dying dog situation. Yeah. 
<laughs> refill my mugger. You, know, you go ahead and recollect your thought. And, and, uh, and note it, and I'll be right back. Okay. The front of fish. Come on, Coraline. We can pick up residual panting. But the wagging must stop. You're thumping the table leg. Alright. Okay. Sorry. For those not in the know, I have four dogs. We can put stills up in, in the midst here as breaks. And Coraline's usually with us. She doesn't make these kinds of noises. And she, you know, yeah, she typically just lays down and chills. and She's a little excitable today. But I think she'll calm down here in the next few minutes. It's true. She's going to calm down. She's going to go lay down. She'll be like, I'm here now. Life's okay. I'm going to lay down go to sleep. Yep. She's like, I won't even be aware that I'm here now. But if I was awakened down there, it's the end of the world. Yes. So... Then, oh. Coraline is typically very chill amongst people, but uh, when she is in her cage, caged up, yeah, she screams like she is being skinned. It's true. And so I'm sure all my neighbors think that I'm just torturing dogs in the den of bricks. But I'll I'll go ahead and put in subtitles of like screams of anguish <laughs> every time we hear her. All right, right cool. It'll be in there. They will have seen it already by now. Okay, all so right. uh, Infinity War. We're not going to do spoilers, but we're going to talk about it now. Well, okay. the thought I was on um, when you had texted me that spoiler was that. Even though it seems like a massive thing that you sent me, that still only scratches the surface oh, yeah. of the things that happened in this movie. Now, yeah. we've ranked our movies in in the top. Yeah, in our uh, Marvel catch-up. In, in our Marvel catch-up. We, we ranked our top five. I would really like to know where oh. Infinity War stands and why, without spoilers. Oh, yeah, it's bumped to number one. Same. It, it, it's... <laughs> It was just so well done yeah. because there's, this is probably the biggest cast of superheroes in a superhero movie to date. Definitely has to be. And movies crash when they have too many people in them generally. Yeah. In the past, that's been the case with adding more villains in Batman, with adding more villains in um, Spider-Man. Yep. Granted, this was only one villain, but we had more heroes. It just... I'm so impressed that it did not become a convoluted mess. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just very well done. Everybody had their voice. And, uh... In that... And everybody was well represented without being oversaturated. Mm -hmm. And, uh... It was just, oh, man, it was such a good flick. Right balance of humor versus action. So, Plus the dark elements, too, the yeah. drama. Because at the same time, like, on top of the hang having all these characters and all these moments, I think it managed to be also the funniest. Oh, yeah. The definitely. funniest of all the films. Yeah. At the same time as being the darkest, at yeah. the same time as being the most action-packed, because this was basically a two and a half hour fight scene 
Pretty much. It was his entire movie. But, you know, it's again, it's about Thanos' conquest. It's about him showing up and wrecking these guys. Yeah. So, which even then, there's only so much we can talk about without getting into spoiler territory. Because even then, you know, um, it confirms them for those of you who already are into comics and like these things will know. <laughs> this When Thanos shows up, it's not okay. Okay. No. It's not this no. guy, you know. No, he's called the Mad Titan. And Thanos the Mad Titan is well, he was less crazy in this movie than he is in the books. Right, because in the books he's uh he's yeah. trying to impress death. Yeah, yeah. Mild spoiler woman. for those with the that yeah, are up like, on the books, but the um, whole Infinity War in the books was Thanos trying to impress death because he's in love with her. And she doesn't really give two shits about him. You know, it's like he's playing the nice guy and com- being completely friend-zoned and trying his best to get out of it and being a complete asshole in the process. You know, typical nice guy. So, he's like, look, Death, I gave you half the population of the universe and she's like oh yeah that's 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 great i i appreciate that thank you so what's deadpool like <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, she's exactly. in love with deadpool because he's immortal really so, yeah that's interesting so that's the, that's a really strange dynamic it's really weird but she's she's all about deadpool deadpool's not really about her but he's just kind of <laughs> you know typical he's, he's must deadpool him and so, then Thanos is like, fucking Deadpool! <laughs> he can't do shit to him because he's Deadpool. It's true. So, you know, and I, I wonder, um, you know, obviously another Avengers is coming in a year. Yeah. Um, Infinity War. I mean, again, there's no way to talk about this without getting into a ton of spoilers. But to, you know, to round out our final thoughts, obviously this is a part one. And despite it being a part one, um, it, it, it. Despite it being a part one, it's still one of the best movies. It's, uh, I mean, either one of the best or the best. We've already decided it's our our favorite yeah. easily. Oh, yeah. And when you look at it from the outside spectrum, it's a movie that's largely about the journey and not the end of the journey. Yeah. Because it just, it was a two and a half hour movie. It went by as fast as a half hour to me. The pacing is wonderful. It doesn't stop. It still has its heartfelt moments. It's still... It, it you know it has its heartbreaking breaking moments and the balance of that just made it so evenly um, impressive everything about the film so yeah and they made it quite to the point mm-hmm. and the way it feels the the entire movie feels like basically it's Thanos the movie it could have been called Thanos it, and it the Avengers you know what it, I mean it really could have been Thanos so, Infinity War and when you look at the way the scenes are broken up. Uh, Thanos is the only person who gets an incredible amount of depth in the film, yep. which is why it becomes such a you know great great thing. Are there any more non spoilerish generic thoughts well, you have about the film before we the the big thing that I liked about it is that, and this is one of the big things that I really like about DC over Marvel, is that this one was the one that was all about the villain, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. That's what DC has always done very well, is their villains are extremely well planned out. Mm-hmm. They are a complement to the heroes that they are the arch-villains of and everything. It's true, yeah. And I think this movie 
really brought Thanos out as, like you were saying, as a character, it really got into his depth. And by exploring the psyche of the villain, we can finally understand why our heroes are so heroic. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there's a reason he's called a Met Titan. And, yeah. And, and being able to take someone that the best villains are the ones who have the same, same reasons as the good guy. Yep. You know, yeah. um, maybe not the same means, yeah. but that's, that's why Thanos is so effective. And I'm seeing Twitter and people saying like, uh, someone just literally tweeted, fuck Thanos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is weird because of, uh, especially the way the film ended. But that being said, I think we can probably, um, actually let's segue. Let's do this. We got our thoughts about, about out about infinity war we can talk about a couple of other things that have happened okay. so that people that don't want to hear the spoilers can wait yeah. until the end of the podcast because we still have other things to talk about outside excellent of idea infinity war okay so cool. so we will revisit infinity war with spoilers at the end of the episode, at the end of the episode but now we will talk about know. other stuff exactly cool starting with i beat god of war you beat it i beat it yesterday nice yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and as the sum of parts, I believe it's quite overhyped. Um, I know, right? D does that make it any less of an amazing game? No. It is overhyped for the same reason that I feel about Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Um, and I haven't – I don't know if I've been able to say this on the podcast, but Horizon Zero Dawn is um, one of the bigger titles to come out before God of War. It might have been the last big title to come out on PS4, the big third-party uh, – not third-party, first-party Sony yeah exclusive that game was while it looked good and the story was somewhat original it still um was very much in a combining of parts of other games it was largely tomb raider assassin's creed and far cry combined anyone okay. who hasn't played those games i would tell you to play horizon zero dawn and it will blow you away outside of that it would be overhyped and for that same reason i feel god of war is in in the ideal that while they try to make it a more RPG-esque kind of game in terms of the sum of its parts, it in God of War, the, he always has had skill trees and you can get more combos the more experience you get as you go and they still largely do that, but they had these RGP, uh, RGP RPG elements, uh, including armor, better armor, better weapon upgrades, and I barely touched those things. Okay. Now, before anyone comes at me um, on social media going, oh, well, it's just, uh, God of War was amazing. Don't be mad at them for making some ground. I, me and my BFFFFFF Joe, we played it at the same time because we game share on PS4. And I sent him um, – or no, he played – I played on the easiest difficulty. We talked about this in the last podcast where yeah. I said – or the podcast before last where I said – um, I'm playing on an easy to absorb the story first. I just want the story. I don't want to have to go through the, you know, the the, the monotonous, oh, I'm dead, oh, I'm dead, oh, I'm dead. And yeah. I just want to see how this event ends. You don't you know? want the grind, right? Exactly, yeah. It's like watching a movie and then watching the same part over and over and over before you get to see uh, what happens at the, at the end. And yeah. for that reason, I played it on easy mode. But Joe played it on the hardest mode he could. Really? We had largely the exact same experience. Huh. Right? Hmm. So that in its own, when we talked to each other, we had largely the same experience in terms of difficulty. 
Okay. To where we both, there are Valkyrie side dungeons where you finally get the right key to go into these chambers and fight Valkyries. They're extremely hard fighters. Um, they're hard enemies to go against. And on the easiest mode, I was getting my ass whooped in the exact same fashion where I would beat them down to a quarter of their health and then they would, they not only became untouchable, but then they start taking way and way less damage. Okay. That is a quick balance. If it doesn't change across modes, that is something that that they went, well, we can just leave that the same. Let's just leave that the same. When in all reality, it doesn't change the experience for anyone. So he would, you know, and he takes his time with with these kinds of games, especially if he's going to play them on, on hard. He didn't have to do the side missions. Yeah. He didn't have to go fight these Valkyries. And he did the same that I did and said, fuck these guys. I'm going to come back on easy mode. And then I told him that easy mode is not any easier. I was like, why am I playing this on easy mode and then getting my ass handed to me by these damn Valkyries? Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) I left and I told him, it's not going to be any... He's like, damn, well, that sucks a lot. You know, for the same reason, I didn't even need to use all... I had so much experience. I didn't bother getting all the combos and all the extra skill tree things because I just didn't need them. Yeah. Um, The last upgrade to one of the items in the game is a side quest um item and so i saved all my experience thinking that i would save all my points for these really high tier upgrades yeah i beat the game before i even finished and you know and it made me sad because we had these exact same thought where we finished the game we're like oh i cannot wait for more of this yeah (laughs) and but as soon as i beat it uh as soon as i beat it and it returns you to the open world i was like i have no desire to play this i just i have no desire to play this anymore wow yeah. <laughs> huh. So while there's still story to be had in it, it's also there's a large amount of progression to Atreus throughout the game that puts him in a different state of mind. And if you go further than that, he uh, goes backwards in terms of progress in the earlier side quests that you skip. And then it goes back to the way he was behaving and Kratos was treating him in the beginning of the game. Despite him, you know, coming to revelations and acting more responsible later in the game and doing these things, you know what I mean? So, okay. Um, that being said, it didn't make the story any less amazing. It didn't make uh, the sum of its parts any less amazing. It was just an automatic of depth that just is basically wasted. That made no difference to the game, whether you're on the easy mode or the hard mode. That made you go, oh well, I guess I just don't care about this thing. I didn't craft any of the higher items because I never saw them. Not once ever, and it turned out you have to go to these separate areas to do these grindy, dumb tasks to get the higher level armor. And he played on the hardest mode. Didn't need to do that either. And beat the game. Hmm. So it's So is that just kind of a for a wealth of the experience of playing the game is to just do the side quests and beef up the armor. Sorry. Sorry. That's okay. Let me move this over here so yes. that I can kind of turn and means. talk to you. There we go. Cool. Perfect. So it's just, it just enriches the experience of the game. It's not necessary to beat the game or anything. Mm-hmm. Which essentially side quests can be like that. Yeah. But again, it's not like I 
you know, go to a harder difficulty. You go to the harder difficulty, and there are some different. He said like trolls would whoop up on them. Yeah. Um, but for instance, there's a, a stun bar on each enemy. I thought because I was playing in hard mode and doing so much damage, there's underneath each health bar is a stun bar, and when you build up the stun bar, you can do a uh, quick animation kill where you know you you grab their legs and curb stomp their heads off. Or at okay. one point there was a werewolf where I got the stun on him, and I grabbed his jaw and ripped it off, and in the process, all the flesh from his neck down to his chest comes off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. It's a, that's normal God of Warfare, right? Okay. And um, those are cool, but uh, I, I found myself killing most of these things before I could even build up the stun bar. Joe had the same issue on the hardest difficulty. Huh. He would still beat them down and rarely get to use the stun kill because he was still doing that kind of damage. So in terms of balance and, uh, and, and adding these other gameplay elements it was just largely um it just a waste of time for them at least because it's just like well none of these really came came to pass you know i rarely had the opportunity you know to do that and they they gave this game a 10 right but when you go and look at a game like legend of zelda breath of the wild yeah in comparison to a game like this where it's like all these mechanics are cool in in breath of the wild but they matter yeah, you know these amazing, awesome things you can do. And uh, did did she fart or did you fart? Someone she farted. probably did. She probably okay. It smells like a dog fart. I don't know. I haven't really like had the opportunity to like absorb yours yet. No, I, I in the same room. In space, I've so. uh, I had homemade tacos last night, so it's coming probably. Oh, okay. But right. yeah, it's, okay. But the gas is usually immediate. The yeah. passing of it. Well, yeah. then again, but if 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 you have a battering ram at the gates, then yeah. you know, and then it sneaks past a little bit. Yeah. You know, when you're no, like, no, no, no. I I completely unloaded the chamber earlier, so oh, okay, good. I should okay, I good. should be good. That's, you should be good. Okay, duly noted. Anyway, so God of probably War. Probably all her. That's the funny thing where we're at. Did it make it any less amazing of an experience? Yes. No, it did. No, sorry, no, I was no. mixing up my words. No. No, no, did it make it any less amazing of an experience? No, not at all. Okay. The story aspect of it was still astonishing. Well, you sent me a screenshot after last podcast of like a mountain turning into a dragon and coming at you. Yeah, and it the was world like, serpent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I saw that and I was like, oh, holy shit! Yes, that's that's pretty epic scale. This year there. scale. And the thing about it is that, that kind of scale doesn't stop. Nice. In the entire game, there are things where, um, and I'm not gonna, you know, I don't want to say things, but you know. Th- that's one of the best things about the whole God of War sp- series is that there's constantly this scale. Like um, God of War Two, you one of like a large section of the game takes place on the back of Kronos, who is carrying a mountain through a desert as punishment from Zeus. Okay. In the in the side story, so it, it that that kind of scale never it doesn't go away in this game. Okay. Which makes it quite amazing um, in the boss fights and things like that. So um, as far as my rating, I would I would give God of War a 9 purely because of how heartfelt that entire story was. The combat is fun, you're, but you're still not going to do anything except wreck people unless it's an odd boss fight where they just beat your ass in the last third of their health. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that being said, I was just kind of like, eh, let's just finish it. I did finish it, and I lent Gage, my roommate, um, and the guy who actually made the jingle for the podcast, for those of you who don't know, I lent him my PS4, and now he's going to go through um, all of the PS4. He's about to lose the shit out of his PS4 virginity, playing all of the Uncharted games, the Kingdom Heart games, um, The Last of Us, 
oh, wow. etc. So I'm wow. excited for him to you know go through that. He'll play God of War too. He played the original, so yeah. he's pretty. He's pumped for those. But nice. anyways, that being said, I did it. God of War is still great. I think it's a little overhyped because it's not as amazing as a game such as Breath of the Wild, where yeah. every inch of that game is so useful and impressionable. Yeah. So that being said, yeah. it's it's Breath of the Wild is such a good game that it's tough to compare other games to it. Yeah. Just because it's like it took the best aspects of like Assassin's Creed and Zelda's before it. And yeah. The yeah. whole open world platform. Mm-hmm. And just kind of cranked it all up and made it epic. Mm-hmm. And I, I love how Zelda, how Breath of the Wild does that where you don't level up, really. You gain more stamina and more health, but otherwise it's just you you improve at the game and you're given better tools. Yeah, that's very true. It's a, it's a very organic way of playing that game, and yeah. I think that's why it's so addictive yeah. to a lot of people, because it's like, oh, can I get that next heart, heart you know? Oh, yeah. can I find a couple Korok seeds and keep getting, you know, inventory space for yeah. more things? Yeah, and that's how that's how Zelda has always felt. Zelda's always been like that. Mm-hmm. As you progress through the game, you just get better at it, and you're given more tools to be yeah. even better yeah. at it. So that by the time you're at the end of the game, you feel like a god, and you're like, yeah. "I'm gonna start over," and you start over, and it's like, "Okay, I'm 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 kind of kicked I'm in the nuts here, but <laughs> I'm I've got the skill set still as yeah. a gamer, so I yeah. can I can do a little bit better starting off now than I did last time." It's true, and uh, I can't remember which of the games it was. It might be Link Between Worlds, but uh, it keeps a death counter. Was that? The 3DS one? Yes. Okay, yes. So Link Between Worlds... And I heard that one was really good, too. That one was really good. Okay. That one was set almost in the same space as A Link to the Past, Mm -hmm. almost, kind of, because you had the the negative world to it. You know, there's you're bumming around Hyrule, and then you go to low rule. Right. But um, that was one where when you finished the game, you had a death counter. Mm-hmm. And it kept count of how many times you died That's trying awesome. to complete the game. And the first time I went through it, I had like 46. I died 46 times trying oh, wow. to complete this game. Jeez. And I was like, okay. And then the next playthrough, I dropped it down to like 10. Okay. And I was like, okay. all right. Yeah. So I like that because it gave me a little bit of a sense of just how much I improved. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just me improving as a gamer or I now know what to expect. Exactly. And it's become easier. And that's that's a nice way for them to show you, you know, how much you've you've progressed. Is yeah. there a um have you played Super Meat Boy ever? No. That mechanic reminds me reminds me of a really cool thing. So Super Meat Boy um was have you heard of uh, indie game movie? I don't think I've heard of that one. I've heard of Super Meat Boy. I just haven't played okay. it. Okay. So um, those are two kind of separate things. Indie Game the Movie shows uh, – it's a really good documentary about indie game developers. Oh, okay. Basically. Long story short. It's a documentary. I highly suggest you watch it because it also documents the journey of the guys that made Super Meat Boy. It's two guys. 
Okay. They made it long distance. One guy working highly on the art, some programming, the other guy strictly programming. But uh, it got tens across the board, and they were, you know, overdrawn their account on a freaking Mountain Dew from the Seven Eleven <laughs> before the right, right before this game came out. They were like running on nothing, and then they released the game, and now they're critically acclaimed game designers. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a great, wonderful story, um, along with the, the the stories of two other game designers of Fez. To get the indie game Fez and the indie game Braid. Okay. So that being said, Super Meat Boy, where I was coming off with this, is is, is that um, it's just a, a platform where you play Super Meat Boy. You don't have flesh. Um, and <laughs> so when are you, you just splatter, running around as a skeleton? It's no uh, meat. You are meat. When you run, okay. So there's flesh, just the no ground. skin. Yes. Okay. It's much like Sonic or Mario when you're running in the fashion that. If you can go faster, you'll do better, basically. You get better scores. Um, okay. If you get better at dodging these things, uh, these perilous, perilous giant saw blades and falling into holes and stuff like that. But it, you die a lot in yeah. this game. It's normal. The levels aren't super long. They're somewhat short, but they're hard, right? And you have to finesse just the right way. So by the end of the level, you've died 20 times, 25 times, sometimes even 40, 50. And at the end of the, le- at the, end of the level, it gives you it get a gives you a replay camera and it shows all the super meat boys going at once oh wow and you get to watch them all die in sequence and then the very last one makes it oh wow it's really cool to watch and especially because there's a lot of times in the games where uh in in the levels where you'll die immediately and you're jumping off and then you explode on a saw blade and you do that like eight times and you'll watch those eight people do it at the exact time and you see the more people going hitting the same thing and then you know they just dwindle down to the very last one who makes it (laughs) you get to see your progress in that fashion it's really cool that's cool it is yeah so Um, it's not like a highlight reel like a no, not like one Mario by one. Kart 8 or no, okay. it goes all at once. You get to watch all of them go at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yes, it so really it just is. Layers it. Yeah, and it's on. Oh, wow. It's on um, Switch now. It just got ported to Switch, so nice. I strongly considered getting that on my own because I like to get I like to get games with high replay value. Yeah. For the Switch, just because you know I know I can open it up and then just go. Yeah. On whatever whatever I was on, like a game like God of War, if that got ported to Switch, I wouldn't buy it because I don't want to hop in and be like, where am I again? Yeah. Oh, I'm in this maze. Oh, I'm in this puzzle. I forget what items I'm using. I need something that's basic and very straightforward, like a game like that. Like okay. Platform. Very straightforward game like Rocket League. I got that. Um, obviously, the exclusives, I'm getting those anyway, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's, they're Nintendo exclusive. But most of the, those games can also be very straightforward. So, yeah. Not too complicated. So. That's uh, I did that. What are you What are you playing these days? What are you Where are you at? Um. Well, I just ended a two week living in the hospital thing. Hi, Coraline. Right. So I was playing a little Bayonetta two. Was playing mm-hmm. a little. Uh, went back and revisited Ocarina of Time on right. the, my 3ds. How's that been going? Um. Frustrating. Oh yeah. It's a little frustrating just because um. Just because I've been playing Breath of the Wild so much. Baby girl, that tail. You gotta sit, baby. You gotta sit, Coraline. I'll hold it. I'm holding (laughs) her tail. She'll be down with that. Yeah. But just because I've been playing Breath of the Wild so much Mm -hmm. that it's it's like taking a step back to days of yore and it's kind of like, 
Oh, it's tough when you have something as nice as Breath of the Wild that looks good and plays so fluidly, and then you come back to a game that's very um, square. It's very chunky. It's chunky. The mechanics are are, are a little more chunky. You know, for that reason, the 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 puzzles might not be as engaging and a little more frustrating. Yeah, because they take so much more finesse as opposed to something where you like, you know, especially Breath of the Wild, because there's a million ways to do everything in that game. But then you look at an older game where it's like, okay, there's this one way to do this, and I literally have to try thirty times to get it. Yeah, like I. I got. I just started a whole new game. I didn't jump into one of my old games, so I got. I got through the date, the Great Deku Tree, and got my gem, and went and met with Princess Zelda and everything. So right, I haven't been able to like get the that's, other gems yet. That's about as far as I've gotten in yeah. Ocarina of the Time is meeting meeting with the princess. Now I. Re- Nintendo just remastered it for the 3DS. Right. They did not change the aesthetic that much. They just kind of cleaned it up and made it a little... Made it 3D. Made it 3D. Made Mm -hmm. it a little smoother. I would prefer if they... If they remastered it to where it's in HD and had more of a look and feel of, like, Twilight Princess. Not necessarily Breath of the Wild. Sure. But it's got to have that adult element to it. But it's... Well, it's just got to look a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. It's just got to look a lot more updated because otherwise I feel like I I just plugged in my 64. Yeah. And while there's a lot to be said for my 64, and I have plugged it in recently just to play Pokemon Snap. Um, That's a good reason to plug it back in. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I can't remember where everything is, so I'm like chucking balls all over the freaking place. Trying <laughs> right? To... The smoke balls trying to bring things out. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Trying to get that excellent picture of Zapdos and just forget to smack the Pikachu so that he'll run over and, and charge it up and everything. My biggest anyway. regret on, 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 on Pokemon Snap, now that we'll get too far down that, is that Wii U was the perfect console to make a a Pokemon Snap oh sequel. Oh my god, you're not... You're not even lying there. <laughs> Just like take a picture, take a picture. That was the perfect. Oh my god, I can't yeah. even. I said that was the best and most perfect. Since I just combined the words best and perfect into perfect, that was the best and most perfect console to make a Pokemon Snap sequel, and we never got it, and that makes me really sad. But we have the Switch now, so whatever. Um, Bethic is remaster. now trademarked by when Daniel Marish Enterprises. Oh yeah, no, sure. <laughs> we'll make it. We'll make a sequel. Don't worry, I guess. Yeah. We'll just um, we'll get the license of Digimon and make a Digimon Snap or something. I don't know. I don't know. That was no. But we're we're coining Befect. That's it. Oh, Befect. <laughs> oh, you're stuck on Bef. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, what? I was like Pokemon the best and perfect. Or Befect. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Befect. Mm-hmm. What a Befect morning for a perfect podcast. Yes. So I tried to make remaster. ginormous spelled with a P catch on, saying the P was silent. Never caught on. I haven't given up. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. So you were talking about Ocarina of Time. So yeah, I. I was just, you know, I was kind of distracted anyway just because of the circumstances of my living in the hospital. So I didn't really, I couldn't really get too, too into it. But the little bit that I did get into it, I was like, this kind of just feels clunky. And half the time I ended up turning off the the 3DS and going to the Switch and playing Breath of the Wild or playing Bayonetta 2. Let's be honest. Yeah. 3DS is on its way out. Yeah. You know. Um, well, the Switch kind of... The Switch kind of killed it 
for yeah. the most part, just because... I'm really mad that they're releasing uh, Luigi's Mansion for 3DS and not Switch. <laughs> I'm so mad. That is one game that I've always wanted to play that I've never gotten, that I haven't gotten around to yet. I don't think that it's on the virtual console for Wii U either. I want to say it was, I want to say it was on the Wii virtual console. Really? Interesting. And then they made I the sequel. They made a Luigi's Mansion sequel for 3DS. And now they're releasing the first one. And I'm like, I just, I have no desire. I mean, when the 3DS is damn near the cost of a Switch in the first place, let alone things, I just don't need a 3DS now. You know what yeah. I mean? And Luigi's Mansion is kind of a game that would make someone buy a 3DS. And now I'm just like wondering if this is a last ditch effort for, it's not a console pusher. That's for sure. Yeah. A super old game like this. I think it's something to get the little kids excited about. And that's I mean, about it. So. I think it's something for, I think it's something for the people who already have a 3DS. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you know, hey, you know what? You like the 3DS? We haven't forgot about you. Here you go. And I'm sure a remaster does not cast cost near as much as a new game to put out. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure they're rounding it out. And I know that uh, the Pokemon Company is now working on. Is it Game Freak? Yeah, Game Freak is Game Freak. They're working on a Switch title now. Oh, I'm sure. Um, leaks say that it's a new Pokemon Rumble or a Pokemon Dungeon of some kind. Oh. Um, like the old po- Pokemon Dungeon Red and Pokemon Dungeon Blue where it just shows all the Pokemon. It's a completely different game. It's just yeah. purely like a dungeon brawler thing or whatever yeah, it is. I never got into those. That's not what I That's not what I want. That's not what anyone wants. That was kind of what Pokemon Stadium was. It was yeah. like a crossover for the... That's true. For the old Pokemon games to that type of battle system, and it was mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. ugh. You can't. There was there was one reason and one reason alone that I bought the Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. For the Nintendo sixty four, and that was so I could play the Game Boy Pokemon game on my TV. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason I bought it. Yeah. And it was because they were like, "Hey, you know what? We'll throw this in here. You plug in your game pack to the controller." Yeah, and then you can battle your Pokemon on the sc- on your TV, or you can just play the Game Boy title on your TV. Yeah, and it was like that's what sold it. I remember getting the Virtual Boy for the uh, GameCube, the one that attached to the bottom, the Virtual Boy Advance or whatever. Oh, you're talking about the Game Boy, um, the Super Game Boy. Yes, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was a whole add-on thing. You bolted it into the bottom, and then yeah. you just plugged it in and turn on the button. Yeah. I don't think you're old enough on. for the Virtual Boy. Um, no, I'm not. And I remember now. Oh, yeah. Was the Virtual Boy the one with the goggles and the yes, gloves? And it was yeah. stupid. It I'm w- sorry. It was not It was not gloves and everything. It was just a red retinal display <laughs> that was in these goggles that had a stand. No AC adapter. This fucker took eight, eight, triple, or eight AA batteries. Oh, wow. To play it. Okay, and it had the controller, so you had to sit at a desk like this. Oh, wow. Okay, and you had held the controller like this and just kind of sat with your eyes in there. This system automatically paused every 20 minutes and would not come back on for another five minutes to make sure, to make sure that you looked away wow. so that your eyes didn't burn. <laughs> okay, I had the Virtual Boy. Right. And I had all 12 games for the Virtual Boy. I think it was 12. It might have been 8. I'm not I'm not one of This is one of those 
products that it's like, I used to drink water out of the garden hose and I'm fine. I no, 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 no. I was like, hey, they have the Virtual Boy and the entire catalog of games on sale on clearance at Toys R Us for 30 bucks. Whoa. Fuck it. I'll give it a shot. Was it a regret? Was it worth the 30? There was. All of it. There was two games that made it worth it. Uh-huh. One was Mario Tennis, which okay. they later made for the GameCube or mm-hmm. 64, whatever. Are you going to buy the new one for Switch? I don't know. Me either. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, the other one was Wario Land. Ooh. Wario Land was the game that I played the most on that system. That reminds me of something really important. Okay. <laughs> because I don't... I hope we're not getting too far off. We were talking about GameCube games and not wanting to play. I had an idea for a video game. Okay. <laughs> a really good video. Did you play um, WarioWare on Wii with all the mini games in the Wii mode? I did not. Okay. Have uh, you seen gameplay for that? I haven't seen gameplay for it. I really wanted to play it. Okay. It was. So I'm assuming you know that just the basics of it, right? How it goes. So basically, it was a mini game kind of game. Where someone takes a Wiimote and they tell you to either hold it like a pencil, hold it like a bat. They tell you to do, like, you point it at the screen and then sometimes hold it like a grabber and it would tell you certain ways to hold the remote and be ready to do something. Right. So if it was like a pen, you would have to, like, scribble it, like, color in a beard. But you only have 10 seconds, 7 seconds, or whatever. There's a time limit to every single puzzle. Okay. There's, like, I remember distinctly there was a grabber tool that they wanted you to hold it and use it like, and they were like, you're going to be grabbing for this 10-second puzzle. And you're like, okay, going to grab. There's a naked guy hanging from a rope peeing, and there's a building on fire in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to grab him. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the... You grab him and you have to pull him up and make him pee on the fire. <laughs> That's the fire. awesome. That is WarioWare. Yes. Okay. That is WarioWare for you sold for me. Wii. I'm going yeah. to buy it. Now. Yeah, exactly. I'm, right. I'm going to go find this game. So it's amazing for that reason. And I was playing. Uh, I was on a message board, and after they announced Super Smash Bros, someone was like, "Let's be honest. No one cares about Super Smash Bros. I'm waiting for Mario Party to come out on Switch." And I'm like said no one ever and i got like 18 likes from random people on them they were like they were like what are you even like shut up and he's like well you know there's always you know mario party does have some value because they do keep making it and blah 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 and i'm like okay yeah technically it does but it's not something that we're dying to get back to yeah so that brought me to the conclusion how would you bring mario party back and make it something completely blow it out of the the water and something good and i have the answer Okay. It's called Wario Party. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yep. the mini games are the same games from WarioWare. Nice. Uh-huh. Except with the Switch, with the HD Rumble, which obviously yeah. HD Rumble has the capabilities of doing things like this. Uh, 1-2 Switch showed those capabilities. Yeah. Wario Party. But it's like WarioWare games. Yeah. I would buy that so fast. That game would sell. Dude. Oh God, yeah. I mean, and oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see, when I first saw WarioWare mm-hmm. in, on the shelf, I was like, "This looks like a game that is like we are casually inviting you to beat the shit out of your Wiimotes. That's mm-hmm. what I thought when I saw it. I was like, WarioWare. Oh my God, this has to be just you know, 
spin the Wiimote around your head like a lasso or something. You yeah, know, it was just... they made one for DS as well. Now that I remember, but yeah, yeah. So I was, I was like, I I really want this game, but then other games came out and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle and you know mm-hmm. life as an adult and all that fun shit. So. Um, never got around to playing WarioWare, but I'm glad to hear that it was of that vein of do different shit with your Wiimote. Mm-hmm. And I'm real happy that it involves a hanging guy <laughs> peeing out a fire. Yes. Because that, that I, now I really wish I hadn't missed out on that. But my experience with Mario Party mm-hmm. was as an adult playing it on the 64. Yeah. Okay. And... When we were playing it on the 64, that game was the reason to get four controllers for mm-hmm. your 64. Mm-hmm. So you could have four people playing. Yeah. And we played Waterfall Mario Party, mm-hmm. where you played the minigame. If you won, if you were the winner, you started the waterfall. Oh. And for those of you unfamiliar with the drinking game, Waterfall is one person starts it and they start drinking. The person behind them starts drinking, and can't stop until the first person stops. Oh, great. The next person in line has to start after the second person, but they can't stop until the first and second person have stopped. And it just goes on down the line. So pretty much, if you've got a guy who can chug and just keep going, starting the waterfall... Somebody's gonna vomit in in a row of six people. Yeah, it's someone. Yeah, potentially the first one. Yes. So now you were talking about now was this the first Mario Party? Which Mario Party was this? Um, I think it was the first War. I think it was the first Mario Party. Okay. It might have been Mario Party three. I'm not one hundred percent. Now, it sounds like you were in college. Or it was high school. I should have been in college. I had dropped out by that point. Okay, but I was living in uh, I was living in a house with uh, four other people. Okay, and I think I know vaguely about that part of your timeline. Um, as I was looking up here and just looking around the room, because there's a lot of things to take in in yes. the uh, library of arts and interests. That is a high school tassel. With the graduation yes. year of 93. That is not mine. That is oh, the okay. wife's. All right. Well, let's not <laughs> let her know that I saw that and was noting that that was two years after I was born. Mm-hmm. Oh, mine's three years later. So. She can't know. She's going to be mad at me for pointing that out. She's going to be like, Daniel, throw something at me. Jerk. I'm sorry. Everyone she is aware She was a prodigy. She graduated okay. very young. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. There's not a, it's not yes. a thing, you know. I'm not making that up at all. That's, no, exactly. No, you're not. She's, she is a smart cookie in the first place. Yes, she is. My God. <clears throat> Very. The most smart. The smartest. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. This so, might come as a shock, but I love your wife. Me too. Yeah, okay. There we go. I kind of love your wife. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, My wife loves your wife. Uh, loves, yeah, I, we're yeah. all... We're all yeah, in this we together. Can, yeah, we can. Being we can totally love. platonically wife swap, and it wouldn't mean being. We have. Yeah. 
platonically wife. Not at the same time, but you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, at different times. Because yes. I took Christy to see Isle of Dogs, and then Sarah hung out with you when um, Christy was in the hospital the first time, and I was really yeah. yes, really. Yes, when my wife was incapacitated, Daniel lent me his. <sighs> it's true. Anyway. As we hold each other together in these times of need, but yes, we, do. we can talk about that in our uh, other show. Yes, Daniel and Rich after dark, so, or is um, it grown ass sleepover? We haven't grown ass sleepover. Grown ass sleepover. I kind of like that. So, but you know, should we um, be playing more in grown ass sleepover? Should we be just? I don't know. Should we wear pajamas? Oh, uh, we're going to think about these things. Anyways. I don't know. I, I'm thinking tank tops and beers. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Anyway. So we were talking Ninten- Nintendo 64, and that came off of, like, wishing Luigi's Mansion was on Virtual Console, whatever. Yeah. Um, We're going backwards here. And I think that uh, this year, especially for E3, and I think next podcast we can talk E3 predictions because we're about a month out okay. from E3 stuff, if not like a month and a half. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention. I try not to get myself too psyched up for things until right before because I ran myself into the ground being excited for uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah. And that just, oh, man, that was that was tough. So for that reason, like I Infinity War, I didn't get excited for that until like a week before it came out. I'll be excited for trailers when they come out and then, you know, be excited about that. But what? Whatever. Um, yeah. Speaking of trailers, have you seen the Venom trailer, the new one? Yes. The, the so the, the trailers. The trailers. Yes. I I love going to the movies just for the trailers for the most part. I mean, the movie is just kind of a bonus. Yeah. I like going for trailers. Right. So the Infinity War had the Venom trailer. It had the Solo trailer. It had the Deadpool two trailer. <laughs> It Curses had, uh, of Grindelwald, too, I think, right? That was not in my theater. Okay. It was in mine. Okay. Which, it looked very fake. Everything looked very CGI in a bad way, uh, seeing that on a big screen. Okay. But do you. All right. So, yes. So, the Venom trailer. I, I have mixed feelings about it, in that I'm really excited for Venom. I really like Venom. That's... Girl, I bet they got girls excited for Venom yeah. after seeing that tongue. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I saw the, I saw the edited trailer online where they replaced the eyes with googly eyes. <laughs> <What? This laughs> so, exists? so when, oh wow! So in the trailer for Venom, it's Tom At Hardy the standing there, and then all of a sudden the symbiote covers his head. Mm-hmm. And there's the sharp teeth and the Spider-Man yeah. shaped eyes, and it's Venom, with that big wicked tongue. Yeah. Well, somebody took that scene, uh-huh. and instead of those white Spider-Man eyes, put in googly eyes. Jesus Christ, that is really funny, actually. It's very funny. I need to find that and show it to Sarah, Sarah, my wife, yeah. when I get home. I I really like that that when that moment happens at the cowl as it comes over his head that it starts with the teeth. That's yeah. gruesome. You yeah. know what I mean? That's a very like this is like an alien but a gruesome thing. Like this is definitely the kind of venom that like instills like the kind of because yeah. and that's what you think when you see the comic. You're just kind of like, damn, this thing is like, yeah, it's like badass, of course, and it's like this badass villain, but he's also gruesome. He's creepy. He's he's yeah. disgusting in that visceral sort of way not in that like farting and sneezing and i'm a blob kind of thing yeah so much as uh the creepy i wish i could find a 
really good word for it. But yeah, the fact that it started with the teeth coming over the head, yeah. like one by one, and then coming to form that shape of his mouth and him saying, we are Venom and blah, 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 which I, I mean, thought was a really cool way to do that. I'm personally a little worried that it's going to be very summer blockbustery. In, yeah. in the way that there was the one shot there was a lot of action shots and that's what worries me the most yes it, it's going to be kind of an action movie yes he's going to be the anti-hero but do we need another uh, giant motorcycle flying off a ramp shot and him you know being pulled to the motorcycle with the venom in slow motion you know uh, <laughs> that painted a very this is going to be like Fast and the Furious there was two kind things of that it brought to mind for me Okay. When I saw it. Mm-hmm. First off, it brought to mind the the game Prototype. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever played that or saw that at all. Saw. Okay. Joe liked it a lot. Okay. I loved Prototype. I thought okay. it was awesome. Cool. It, cool. Basically, cool. you are quarantined on the island of Manhattan, mm-hmm. and you're going through all of the boroughs of Manhattan, and you're essentially Venom. Okay, you're the patient zero of this zombie outbreak that gives you all these extra abilities. But it's so it's like Venom people. the video game, kind of. Kind of. Without Venom being a personified thing. Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's really good game. I highly recommend it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I still haven't beaten it just because there's so much crap to do in it. And I'm, mm-hmm. You know how I consume video games. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The other thing was... Uh, Right around the time you were two years old, (laughs) there was a movie that came out called Spawn, based on the comic book Spawn. (laughs) I know. I've seen it. You have seen Spawn. I saw it way back in the day, yes. (sighs) Several years after it came out. I think it was on UPN 20. It was... Oh, you weren't living here yet. Not good. Yeah, I heard John Leguizamo is the clown guy. Uh, not even the worst part. Okay, fair enough. Oh man, well, <laughs> right around the same time, uh huh, there was an animated series of Spawn on HBO. Mm-hmm. And when it was like, hey, you can watch the live action Spawn, or you can watch the animated series on HBO. Go with the animated series. Oh gosh, it yeah. was so awesome. Okay. The shit that they did in that animated series was just like, this is Spawn. This is the shit that it's about. Because it's essentially a contract killer sells his soul and it comes back as... Spawn. Spawn. Right. But he's basically come back as Venom with a cape. Okay. I can dig that. Because he so, makes shapes out of his... Yeah. Yeah. And his cape does all this crazy shit and everything. That that was probably Todd McFarlane's art at its finest. Was okay. the spawn okay? And it was, and Todd McFarlane is the guy who created the look of Venom. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, artist on Spider-Man during the Venom. Bit. Oh, that makes more sense so, now. So okay. he basically he's Todd got McFarlane, that grizzly sense of he's got that eye for the grizzly yeah. creation. Yeah. So okay. Todd McFarlane created Venom. He also created Spawn. Okay. After he was pretty much kicked off the Venom book. Mm-hmm. Well, Venom kind of died in that arc, and they were like, well, we don't need you drawing Spider-Man right. anymore because the Venom arc's done. And the fans were like, we need more Venom! Oh, okay. And so he kind of went, 
fuck you guys. I'm going to go to Image Comics, create Image Comics, and create Spawn, and just there you basically go. <laughs> build your competition from there. Awesome. That's really that's really interesting. And, you know, it sucks because Venom is obviously a much bigger thing than Spawn is. I think they're working on a new independent venture into making another Spawn movie. Um, a well, much better Spawn The guy movie. who was Spawn mm-hmm. in the Spawn movie, mm-hmm. Michael Jai White, he was also Black Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Guys, right. The guy's awesome. I, I love Michael Jai yeah, White. I like that porno. <laughs> these butter and motherfuckers just melt in your mouth that's it anyway if you haven't seen black dynamite watch black dynamite it is the funniest black exploitation spoof comedy i've ever seen really that bad is oh. better than pootie tang way better okay All okay right. they are ripping on the genre like whenever black dynamite is taking himself too seriously mm-hmm. a boom drops into the shot <laughs> or or the really? camera gets knocked, Dutch tilts and comes back. Oh, I gotta, go, I gotta go see this. <laughs> okay, no, I'll find. I, I have it on iTunes. I've Do got you? it on my okay. phone. It's, it's an amazing movie. Oh, that excites it, me so much. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about his war stories from Vietnam and how the kid was hanging from a ceiling fan in a hut in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a second, why does a <laughs> hut have a ceiling fan? That's it's, really good. Yeah, it's it's good it's, stuff. So. When we were watching this Venom trailer, I went to see Infinity War with uh, Gage, the also known as DJ Axel, the electronic music creator of our jingle at the beginning. Thanks, Gage. Uh, big plans for an animation intro for that one. Um, we watched it, and he said he leans over and he goes, "Is Carnage going to be in this?" And I, I'm like, "I don't, probably not." And I guess that, uh, and then I immediately texted. Uh, the go-to Spider-Man of Denver, as I like to call him, uh, Cody Marquardt. Hopefully okay. we'll get to have him on the show soon enough. Since we're figuring out things in here, we might be able to fit an extra person maybe at the yes. table. Do something. And we were there and we were um, – I texted him. He's like a – Oh. Whoa. That was really weird. Highly weird. That was – we lost, Sorry. I lost feedback for a second. That was really weird. Anyways, so I texted him and I said, is Carnage? And he's like, maybe the son of Carnage. And I'm like, what, is that, what does Carnage have a son? I'm like, what? That's how good he is as Spider-Man. So, you know, okay. is it like, I'll be like, what's going on? And, you know, and he'll explain Venom, you know, how is Venom an anti-hero? Where are they going with this? It's because there's other symbiotes, like evil yeah. symbiotes. And that's yeah. where we're like, is Carnage going to be in this? I could totally see now there was a video game called Venom and Carnage. Mm-hmm. Carnage is the same thing as Venom, except uh, that symbiote who is already highly evil melds with the last person that it needs to meld with a serial killer yep <laughs> and that's why carnage is carnage for those of you who don't yeah. know and when they do that it becomes this uh, uh uh i think that is enough on its own that the, the venom sequel could just be called carnage yeah they can make a movie called, called carnage and then that's what that is you i'm know? curious how they're going to do this venom movie because from my now my limited knowledge of spider-man and venom and everything my total interest in venom was my interest in todd and mcfarlane that's it oh. okay because i've it's well documented i'm not a fan <clears throat> of spider-man cody you can hit me if you want to but we'll I'll reach through the screen we will get through it at some point eric already made way with that to reach and smack you when yes. uh, he found out that you don't like chain of memories on the first episode first or second episode 
I just I like the story. I just wasn't in love with the gameplay. Yeah, no, and that's fine. And that's so, fine that you don't like you're not in love with Spider Man. There's enough to keep up with with right. all these things. Little little and finding finding out that things like Guardians of the Galaxy exist. You know what yeah. I mean? Outside of like, like already not reading enough x-men already outside of not reading enough superman right. these are all my cases of course because i know you've you've read plenty of superman but yeah. there's a thing about venom that uh, i remembered and i pointed out to gage and he thought was awesome and i was curious if you knew that venom i don't know if it was more recently or um if it if the arc is done and over with but venom was one of the guardians of the galaxy for a spell there was an arc where Venom joins the Guardians of the Galaxy, doing the good in the universe, and they actually end up going to his home planet of Venom okay. as part of the arc. And that's how it all comes together, because Venom is an alien, right? Yeah. Someone realized this and went, well, well why Why don't we throw him with the Guardians for a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> and that was its own arc, and it sounds really awesome. I'm personally going to like seek that out and find it because that's a mashup that I just – I didn't realize I wanted so bad until I remembered that it existed. I remember reading just an IGN article review about yeah. the comics, and they said it was really cool. Yeah. Just the way we're going about that. So that's that in its own is a really, really, really right. cool thing. Well, my understanding of Venom was that Alien Symbiote is inherently evil. Just yeah. – they, the whole symbiote planet, all of them look to latch on and cause as much chaos and evil in the universe as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Venom just gets the bad luck of melding with Spider-Man. Spider-Man has a very strong moral compass. He is a very good guy. Yeah. He is haunted by the evils of inaction in his life, you know, with Uncle Ben dying because he didn't stop it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's got this very strong moral compass, and here comes Venom attaching to him, and Venom's like, okay, well, maybe I can get him addicted to how powerful I can make him and slowly yeah. turn him evil. Yeah. And it, that's what Venom does, and then Spider-Man's like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? I am doing so many bad things, and it's be ever since I yeah. bonded with this thing. I have to get rid Bad, of it. terrible things like jazz dancing, dancing in the street after a complete wardrobe change. Oh, you had dancing to bring in the up street. that one. Fingers at the girls. Venom. Uh, Venom. 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 I'm gonna oh. do some dancing with Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen oh. Stacy. And then I'm gonna slap my ex in the face. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't he? Didn't he just hit her for I, no reason? You know what? I've done my best to block out as much of that. Movie I don't remember as that movie at all. I remember how excited I was for it, and oddly enough, like it, it felt like a lesser movie when I was finished watching it. But I, I think what made it better is that that was the first uh, full budget film I saw on an IMAX screen. So okay. that was amazing to me seeing that. The first comic book movie that disappointed me, and I knew it, was The Last Stand. X-Men, The Last Stand. I remember watching that, coming out of it, and going, Ooh. especially after X2. Because X2 was just, oh my god, that opening scene with Nightcrawler in the White yeah. House. Yeah. Um, teasing X2 at the was, end. Yeah. yeah. Teasing at the end with um, Phoenix under the water. and okay. I remember losing my shit, being like, ah, because I remember all of those things from watching the X-Men morning cartoon. Yeah. I would have to wake up at a lecture a little early because they were like reruns and they would only play those things beforehand, but uh, God, before the other morning cartoons. Yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
It's, no, it's a yeah. classic. There's still, really there's like still VHS of them in the closet there. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I believe you so. You have them? I think so. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I may have bailed on all my VHS. It might be in a... I wouldn't blame you for bailing on VHS. <sighs> I wouldn't. And I don't... I held on. I held on to it for so long, mm-hmm. and then my VCR took a crap on me, so I swapped it out with one of the five reserve VCRs ah. that I had. Question: took Did you ever play a video game? Speaking of old games, and I'm looking at your big fat PlayStation Three that plays PlayStation Two games backwards compatible. Did you ever play? I think it was Champions of Norath. No, I did not. Did you play Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance? No, I did not. Now, the first game was easy to find as it was ported to GameCube in addition to um, in addition to other uh, platforms. The second one came exclusively to Xbox and PlayStation 2, both of which I did not own yet. I would like to clarify because I keep stuttering. I keep doing a double stutter. It's because monitoring audio and talking at the same time is so hard. I hear myself just barely latent. Yeah. And I think I'm not saying my words yet. Yeah. And sometimes I say things like, I didn't have it. I didn't have PlayStation 2 and Xbox yet. If you hear me stuttering, guys, it's because I'm monitoring my own audio. We're trying to get this fixed. It's hard for me to speak and speak well with these cans on listening to everything. Uh, might have an engineer next week, so that might we need uh, one. an engineer next week. I'm so tired of saying my words and being wrong. Okay. Anyway, this is being slow. I really wanted to bring up uh gameplay of these games. They're basically um isometric view um video games. I actually had the four controller adapter for the PlayStation Two when I was younger. Okay. And Champions of Norath was four player. So it was an isometric view action RPG. Both Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance and Champions of Norath both played a lot like this. You could tell they were uh, impressionable on one another. Game was extremely fun. I, I never beat Champions of Norath. I think there was a lot more depth to it. And then I never even found... I was not utilizing the internet and eBay quite yet, but I never even found Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2. Wow. Because no one fucking got rid of that game. That's how good it was. It was one of Damn. those. Now, um, I would like to look it, look it up real quick. We Baldur's keep bouncing all Gate, over the place. Dark Alliance Two. But well, did just, you have any more Venom thoughts to finish? Just to, just to go back to the Venom trailer. Okay, go ahead. So go ahead. But with with Venom getting his moral compass from Spider Man, because Spider Man's like, I would rather be without this symbiote than be evil. I would okay. rather be weaker without it than stronger and evil. Okay. So he rips it off, and the symbiote's like, holy shit, my host rejected me. You know, I couldn't overpower him, and I typically can. So the Venom symbiote actually learned something and got a moral compass mm-hmm. because of its host. So but Jesus, tap dancing Christ. Yeah, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 on PS, PS2. PS2. Yeah, 149.99. Another one, 135. Now, some of these, as you scroll through, they get cheaper. Yeah, but, but I worry that those are faker. Well, that one's just a bonus game guide. The that first one. Box set. Mm hmm. The first one, $80. Yeah. $85. So they, need to, vir- they need to virtual port of it just to kind of kill that yeah, secondary that market. Would make it, oh, man, that'd be so nice. Please continue. So. 
I'm curious how they're going to do this Venom movie without Spider-Man. Um, it's because it takes place in San Francisco. And that's what I've I was able to speak well, to. Well, yeah, but is it going is the host the host is a journalist. Yes. And it changes from person to person. This is just a whole new thing. Now, here's the deal. Um, I think it was rumored that they saw Tom Holly on the set of Venom because of the clone saga thing. Okay. Where um, Peter was cloned. There's a clone of him living in San Francisco with no idea who it is. And that one is called Scarlet Spider. Yeah. That's actually Cody's favorite spider. Yeah. Scarlet Spider was actually the Peter. actual Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And... That was that was a run that pissed off a lot of fans. I remember that. Champions of Norath won. Jesus. Almost $200 for an out-of-print game. Mm-hmm. The second one, that's uh, the one that I played. 95 Holy cow. A little cheaper. A little bit. For an old game. A little cheaper. An old four-player. That was, you know, it was breaking but, ground. Now. But, um, um, so Spider-Man was a, the Spider-Man that people had been reading for like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Had several arcs. It was found out that he was a clone. Right. And that there was like four or five Peter Parker clones running around as Spider-Man all over the place. And Scarlet Spider was the actual Peter Parker. Oh, is that what that was? He just didn't remember. Yeah. Oh, okay. None of them had any memory. They all were like, am I the real one? Am I the real one? Am I the real one? Am Mm -hmm. I the real one? And it was... Which, if Marvel's all, all connected, this would actually play very well after Infinity War. Depending yeah. on how things uh, are are handled in Infinity War Part Two. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm I'm vaguely excited for Venom. I'm really excited Same. for Solo. Right. I I I dug that trailer. Yeah. Um, Deadpool Two. D- I am I am retarded excited for fucking Deadpool Two. Uh, audience score reviews say that Deadpool Two is actually. Um, they did early test audience scores, and it tested better than the first Deadpool. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Me either. It should be cool. Wait. I mean, and, you know, playing Cable is the villain, obviously, because they're going to do it like that. Where, yeah. you know, uh, Cable is the antagonist. Does that make him a villain? Not entirely, because obviously he's – and I heard he was signed on for, like, three more movies. Yeah. Um, I don't think Thanos is going to be in more than two movies. Yeah. Maybe a couple more. Even then, it, who cares if Josh Brolin – if Josh Brolin plays the characters differently enough, fine. It'll be fine. Now, what yeah. would be really funny is if they use the same motion capture mm-hmm. for Deadpool 3 and Avengers uh, <laughs> Just That would be really funny. I saw an on-set picture of Loki um, and Thor – on the set with with Thanos and he's in the mocap suit but then he has little stilts coming off his shoulder and then the head of Thanos printed out in cardboard so they know where to look right they can look at his eyes while yeah, they're the acting marker. you know yeah because they can't look at it Josh Brolin in the eyes because Thanos is as tall as Hulk yeah you know yeah Thanos is like 12 or 13 feet tall exactly yeah which I mean that's a pretty good bridge if you already talk about Infinity War yeah. If you want to do that. Um, yep, we're ready. All right, this is spoiler happening. territory. Yeah, You're getting into spoiler territory. Yeah. If you don't want to be spoiled for Infinity War past this point, either turn off the podcast and go watch Infinity War. Yeah. Or go watch Infinity War. Yeah. Because there's I don't only... know why you haven't already watched Infinity War and it's... decided, you know what, I'm going to listen to this podcast first. Yeah. 
Infinity War is just, uh, you know, it, it starts off, it is a very dire situation to begin with, with half of Asgard getting wiped out yeah. from the get-go. I think that is the only thing that was not handled appropriately, was figuring out how he got the Power Stone from Xandar, and how he, um, how he got the Power Stone from Xandar, and how he, um, and who didn't didn't die. It looks like he killed everyone on that ship. It showed. It started with him already having. Oh yeah. The power stone and going gotcha. after the space one. Mm-hmm. Because I personally did not need to revisit Xandar. True. And I understood how it would have been just like nothing. Because mm-hmm. yeah. after the first Guardians of the Galaxy, the Nova Corps was pretty much wiped out. Also true. After after Ronan, the accuser. Yeah blasted through everything and like destroyed yeah. them. Yeah, he came through with the Dark Aster and wiped out their blockade fleet. Yep. And they were in the process of rebuilding and let alone Thanos showing yep. up. And to introduce Thanos, um they gave Loki the opportunity to say we have a Hulk, which is a nice little throwback to um he knows the Hulk's power because he got his ass whooped by the Hulk. Yep. And then um in what sections of the movie we do have the Hulk, which is just the beginning, he yeah. gets his ass beat by Thanos. Yeah. You know? Thanos absolutely thrashes him in much the same way that Thor, that the Hulk thrashed Loki. It's true. And that's scary. You yeah. know, they don't waste any time. And then take advantage of that opportunity to show that Thanos cannot be f- f- fucked with at all. Yeah. He just can't be. And... Because Hulk has always been like that, uh, you know, uh, I have an army and we have a Hulk and Loki gets to say that. And it not only, you know, it's nice to hear Loki take that that side of of the argument, but um, to remind us that Hulk is supposed to be the weapon, you know, like the secret weapon. Yeah, he is the end game. And Thanos hands him his ass. And then, of course, Hemdall manages to blast him back to Earth. Sending us into, into the intro logo of Avengers. Yep. Doing that. Yep. He summons the Bifrost to get Hulk out of there. It's true. And he sends him back. And that's, um, you know, that was that was cool. It was sad to watch Hemdall die. But in a way, that's also kind of a way. Hemdall and Loki both. Um, Finally, I, I got to be honest. I, I knew Loki was going. Just as soon as the movie started. As soon as I found out Loki was going to be in Infinity War. And it shows him holding up the Tesseract to give it to Thanos. I'm like... Okay, Loki has been, other than Killmonger, the only super legitimate villain in the entire cinematic universe. Yeah. That being said, there's no room for him when Thanos is there. Yeah. If Loki escaped, maybe. But that being said, if he had any interaction with with Thanos, I knew I just knew from the get go. I did not think he was going to survive this at all. So, do you think that was actually Loki that actually died? Yes, very much so. You don't think that was one of his projections that he just put out there to die so that everybody would think he was dead again? No, I think that was it. Actually, I saw a clip last night of someone was talking to Tom Hiddleston on the red carpet, the guy who plays Loki. Mm-hmm. And he said, what do you think this is? A, you know, this could potentially be your last outing as as Loki in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, you know, how does that make you feel? And he had, he held up the microphone and Tom Hiddleston, like, played with his thoughts a little bit. And then he started crying uncontrollably. Oh, wow. It was really sad to watch. And he said, you know, I just love 
I've loved my time here and just, you know, how awesome it has been. And it was really, it was a really sad video to watch because I think for that reason, he's definitely gone. I think they're done done making Thor movies. Now, does that mean they won't make any more, any more movies with Thor in them? No, Thor could very well show up in the future MCU universe. You know what I mean? Will there be movies about him? No. Ragnarok was as good as it's going to get especially after two movies generally if he wasn't a marvel hero and those movies went the way they did he would not get a third movie no if it was not a planned character in the cinematic universe thor movies would have been done forever ago for the same reason like universal won't make another hulk movie yeah. you know for the same reason that they stopped making batmans for a little bit without a rehash it's that thor would not have been touched for some time after the first two movies were mediocre yeah and then of course thor, you know ragnarok was amazing and i think that's why they recruited uh um, Taika Waititi the way they did yeah. and made that the movie that it was they substantiated a Thor movie with Hulk and um, for that reason I could totally see this being the last main story outing of him for that reason not only killing Loki to kind of you know say okay this was your favorite villain okay yeah we're done here yeah <laughs> I'm Thanos <laughs> yeah okay yeah so yeah that was that right there was a brilliant scene. Just, you know, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the space gem. Now I understand. I do not understand why Loki thought that he could bluff Thanos into letting him live mm-hmm. or if Loki mm-hmm. just accepted his fate. Like, all right, I'm going to be fucked here because Thanos essentially lent Loki the mind stone. True. For his conquest yes. of earth. And he, he said that up too. He said, here you go. I'm going to give you this staff. The staff had the mind stone in it. Mm-hmm. Thanos already had an infinity stone and he lent it to Loki. Yeah. And Loki kind of failed, got captured and lost it. Uh huh. So I'm sure he was like, oh, fuck, there's Thanos. I'm toast. Yeah. And he probably just accepted his fate. I don't know why he gave up the infinity, the power, the space stone. In the process, but here's the deal. But that opened him up, right, to uh, to really humanize him before he finally went out. Yeah. To go, okay, no, he does love his brother. Yeah. He does love Thor, and that was his last chance to show it. It was a last ditch effort where the only thing that could bring them together to have this moment is someone like Thanos, where unless they're focused on someone who will obliterate both of them they will not admit these feelings for each other they will forever remain enemies outside of the fact that they're family because they are so different yeah and then and then thanos did come and thanos did did go i'm gonna kill both of you you know if you don't give me this i'm gonna kill your brother and this is real this isn't a you can phase out of this this isn't a you know i'm gonna imprison you and put you away and yeah Loki really was mad at his brother, but over the the time of him being a villain and losing and not being straight killed by Thor also created this situation where Loki wanted to be with Thor. At the end of the day, he still wanted to have his brother around. Yeah. And then he did give up the Space Stone, and that was a way to really humanize Loki as this three-dimensional villain before ultimately being wiped out. Okay. Which was pretty cool. Yes. I think I have the way I'm going to chop this up right now is I cut this into five groups because there are technically five groups um, where the scenes all are chopped up and they move around. Okay. Um, 
in Infinity War, there's the group that is Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange. Then there is the old Avengers, the heroic Avengers, Cap, Falcon, Widow, Bucky, now White Wolf. Yeah. Then there's the Guardians, um, Sans, Rocket, and Groot. Then there's Thor and the other half of the Guardians, which is Rocket and Groot. Yep. And then there is Thanos, who has plenty of his own scenes, and he's dropping in and out, just traveling the universe in the blink of an eye yep. to go to these places. Thank and, you, you know, Space Stone. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Right, which he gets almost immediately, so, yeah. and that's when he transports them, which yep. is really cool. It's cool to so. see him use the powers as as so, he gets them. Yeah, pretty much the minute he gets an Infinity Stone, he starts using it. It's true, yeah. Which is so cool. they just the Russell brothers knew what they were doing. Absolutely, they. Oh my gosh, were they fans? Now, you know, I'm obviously the film aficionado of the both of us. Yeah, I would like to tell you a couple of things about the Russell brothers. Do you know about the Russell brothers? I don't know about the Russell brothers. Okay. They made a couple of their own independent films. They started by taking their own. They were in film school at the same time. They took their student loans and their scholarships and used those to fund films and shorts. They got attention and directed the quintessential first, second, and third season of Arrested Development. Okay. That's them. Okay. Before they got their attention from other things in between and eventually got the gig directing Winter Soldier. And then Civil War... And then after Joss Whedon said, okay, that's fucking enough, screw you, Marvel, or maybe it was vice versa, the Russell brothers said, we'll take Infinity War. We'll do it. Now that I've made that connection for you, an eagle-eyed viewer caught an Easter egg in the collector's room when Thanos was uh, taking the reality stone, Mm -hmm. the ether. It is one very blue Tobias in his jean shorts (laughs) captured and inside one of the chambers. (laughs) It is there. Tobias Uh. Funk as a blue man group member (laughs) captured by the collector in his jean shorts. And his no nude. He's a never nude. He's there. Yeah. There are dozens of us. Yes. So that's a big deal. I've been waiting. It was so hard not to tell you because I tried to save things for the podcast. Yes. And I wanted to tell you this so bad. I wanted to send the article immediately. And then someone said, was Tobias in the collector's collection? And they got it back. They were like, yeah, nice. Good catch. (laughs) Nice. Yes. That's awesome. It is awesome. It's really wonderful. I thought I saw David Cross's name in the credits yeah i thought i did so i was (laughs) like where did he where was Uh that yeah makes sense Mm -hmm. i thought he was just like a random cgi voice oh right no yeah no he was there as tobias caught by the collector which is amazing thing because uh it's the best thing to happen to rest of development since netflix bought it nice (laughs) awesome 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 so that was just a little tidbit I had to so, immediately yeah. share with well, you. Well, no, it makes sense that he's like the director of Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's up until Infinity War. That was number two on my list. Okay, yeah. So. Right, right, right. Um, so here I've got the first group. Um, we broke it up. Cap Widow, Thor Guardians, Half the Guardians. What? Which of these groups were your favorite to to watch? Okay, I loved the Strange group. Okay. Okay. I loved the exchanges between Iron Man and Doctor Strange. <laughs> Catch the wizard. 
I really, <laughs> I really enjoy Doctor Strange as a character, and I especially appreciate what Benedict Cumberbatch is doing with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being the straight, like, okay, I get it. You guys are superheroes, but you have no idea what. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. just like, he was like, I get what you're doing, but you have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> and so let me do my thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'll try and fit you in where I can. And it creates this cr- really great di- dichotomy, and I'm glad you pointed that out, of these two characters that are basically polar opposites because you've got Iron Man who will do whatever it takes. He will take the risks he needs to take. Yeah. He has no issues um, going to the edge of the limits and jumping off the cliff yeah. to, to make sure things don't go wrong, that he can finish things. And you know, Doctor Strange is the same way in a very selfish fashion where it says – and he said it, plain and straight. I will let you die. I will let Spider-Man die. I will let the boy die. I will let you all die. Yeah. If that means keeping the stone safe, you know, yeah. and away from Thanos. And then after he does his meditation and he figures out um, – he does his meditation and he figures that out. And he eventually, on the weird opposite side of the spectrum, does not allow Thanos to kill Tony. Well – if you recall, while he's doing his meditation, he's not just meditating. He's using the time stone yep. to view all possible outcomes. 14 million. And he gets over 14 million. And yes. Stark asks him, are there anywhere we win? And he goes, only one. Yep. So. And it's plainly obvious then yeah. what the connection is. So, obviously, the one he saw involves... Iron Man staying alive. Yeah. And Thanos mm-hmm. getting the time stone. Exactly. So that's where he says, okay, I'll, I have to do this and hope that it goes right. Because in the snap, he goes. He's done. He knows he's going to end after the snap too, which is another really great juxtaposition of the chance he has to take in these 14 million possibilities that he's seeing in probably a matter of an hour while they're waiting for Thanos to show up yeah. on Titan. Yeah. So that was cool. I did really like that um, Spider-Man. He's a hi, I'm Peter. He's like, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, we're doing superhero names. Okay. And it's so funny because Doctor Strange is his real name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. No, Um, his his hero name is Sorcerer Supreme. That's. I mean that too. Um, Talking about, have you seen the movie Aliens? (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen this really old movie Aliens? Yeah, right. Starts like. It's so funny. And he ends up Shut talking up. about, I was like, what was that? What was that plan? And, you know, and uh, what does he say? He's like, uh, well, the boys got, got a lot more pop culture references on you. And then the mall gets sucked into space after they open that up. Yeah. Um, The connection, they took one of the marvelous, marvelous things about this Marvel movie. <laughs> um, sorry, I had to make that connection just in case no one felt that way. Yeah. Um, they, I think just the character interactions and one of the reasons it's, it's so well pulled off is they take every opportunity they have to make these connections and make these characters have these moments with each other. When, for instance, um, the Guardians blast open the side of the ship after it blasts, um, after it crashes on Titan and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Quill and Drax and Mantis show up and they're like, where's Gamora? But, you know, before in the fight, the cloak is like smothering Drax and he's like, got this magical blanket off my face. And, you know, <laughs> and they go, uh, uh, where's Gamora? Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? <laughs> Drax was solid gold. In this. He really was the he whole time. Just but on all cylinders, that even guy. Mantis as well. Yeah. Was like, We're here to take ass and kick names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> they just don't get it. And they, you know, they were there as these very, very, very solid um, comedic backup, despite the fact that everyone still has their moments. And, you know, um, in that moment when they find out. Now, I have to say, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, pissed me off in this movie. He pissed me off. And I think he was that quintessential character to piss us off because at one point it's like, yes, they can hatch a plan. They have the opportunity to hatch a plan because you don't want anyone to come out of this movie thinking really there's like 80 Avengers in this and they can't stop this one guy. You know what I mean? But it becomes more of a series of events where in fact, they do have Thanos dead to rights. The glove is almost off of him, the gauntlet. And then Peter loses it when he finds out that he did kill Gamora. That yeah. he did throw Gamora off the cliff to get the soul yeah. stone. Um, and that, that was probably my favorite scene of the movie. Yes. Was fetching the soul stone. That too. That was very... And that's what... Another thing that really humanized him, yeah. right? So, but yeah, that was Star-Lord, probably the most powerful Thanos moment in the entire movie, right? We'll go straight to that. Just want to capitalize anyway, on the sorry. whole Star Lord thing. No, it's okay. It's where, when he starts punching him, and the Mantis loses her grip, and he gets his glove back, and then he whoops all of them, um, stabs Tony. I remember the whole theater going "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. You know, because at this point, um, he's killed Gamora. Loki died, and people know this is real now. People will die. People mm-hmm. can die in this movie. And yep. when he gets stabbed, I remember the whole audience just going "Whoa!" because that that part where he gets like full on stabbed by Thanos. And you think, okay, that's it for Tony. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's happened. It's finally happened. And then, you know, the, the strange sacrifices the time stone to save Tony. And, you know, um, that all happens. But, yeah, Star-Lord really pissed me off. But I'm like, you know what? That's okay because there needs to be – while there are 80 Avengers, there's also 80 personalities. Yeah. Some of which can be very – let's be honest. Star-Lord is no Avenger. No. He's a very selfish character. And yeah, yeah he's going to punch his guy in the face. Being mad about his mom dying snapped him out of that fervor in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where he was all of a sudden this like all natural alien being who's about to wipe the universe out with his Kurt Russell dad. Yeah. And um, big shout out to Ego. I love Kurt, Kurt Russell, of course. Yes. And big trouble in little Ego. So I think <laughs> <laughs> he needed to uh, – uh, you know, have that moment and they took advantage of that and it just kept getting more and more and more desperate. So I thought that was a really good personality yeah. moment. And then of course, what you were saying just now is with the soul, soul, the soul stone sacrifice yeah. as well to get the soul stone. Yeah. Personally, I prefer big ego and little star Lord. <laughs> anyway, that's true. That's a really good one. <laughs> um, but no, when he was, uh, shout out to Red Skull. When I when I, I first know. heard him, when I first heard him talking mm-hmm. in voiceover, I was like, I know that voice. Yeah. How do I know that voice? Yeah. Where where have I heard that voice? And then who he has shows a German up, accent? Yeah. And then he shows up, and I was like, Oh shit, it's him. <laughs> that was yes! another. Yeah. So, all three of us. There was another guy on the left of me. We all freaked out when when Red Skull suddenly appeared because yeah. that's been pretty much one of the biggest questions since First Avenger is what happened to Red Skull. There was no definitive into him and the fact that they got him in here granted sans hugo weaving unfortunately um they got him in and it was like nice yeah it was that moment where we were like yes 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 we knew you were out here in space somewhere you son of a bitch yeah (laughs) Yeah. in this shitty space life and as it turned out he was the protector of the soul stone he was not the guardian but you know he was you know well he was a overseer of it on vormir yeah he was kind of a chronicle of it 
<clears throat> it's true. Because mm-hmm. he tried getting it, mm-hmm. did not have what it took to sacrifice it, sacrifice to get it, so yeah. he... The space stone. Yeah, so he was fit to... That was quite, quite guard awesome. It, pretty much. Yes. I like that a lot. But when Thanos, you know, was like, how do I get the soul stone? He's like, you have to sac- You have to make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. And Gamera's you- like, ah, I got you. And he's like... Yeah, the, you have to sacrifice something you love the yeah. most. And he turns tears pouring down his cheeks to look at Gamora as Gamora's telling him, this is your end. You have nothing. You love nothing. There's she, nothing Joke you can was on sacrifice. Her. Joke was on her. And he turns to look at her with tears pouring down his cheeks. And he's like, I have one thing. And that's when you realize that Thanos has loved her as a daughter ever since he met her. And it wasn't this thing where it's like this demented mad Titan loves nothing because he wants to destroy the universe. Not true. No. And that made him so three dimensional in that moment. So three dimensional. Yeah. Such an amazing, impactful way. Yeah. And at that point you realize that he's, he's doing the best he can with a shit situation as he Mm -hmm. sees it. And it was quite interesting to also see Thanos um, after Thor comes in with the uh, with Stormbreaker, the Stormbreaker hammer, and he hits Thanos in the chest, and it looks like the death blow, and technically it was, but it wasn't the quickest yep. death blow. He gets the snap in, and then he goes to this weird, you know, before we see the results of the snap he goes into the weird like purgatory state where he sees the daughter and she goes, was it worth it? And do you remember what he said? Cause I don't remember what he said. I think he well, said, yes. She, she said, did you do it? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes. Yeah. And she goes, what did it cost? And he said, everything. Yes. And then she said, was it worth it? And he doesn't say anything. And then he drifts to, his rest Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. when he was asked earlier by gamora what the whole end game was and he was like there's a limited number of resources there's limited food there's limited supplies and we just keep overpopulating Mm -hmm. i will random randomly take out half of the universe Mm -hmm. life just Mm -hmm. random at random take out half of them Boom. Yeah. Rich, when, poor, doesn't matter. When you look at a small amount of people, which is the Avengers, that yeah. could potentially be a lot of people. Yeah. It could be a few people. Let's be real with this many characters. A lot of people are going to go. Yeah. So then she goes, okay, so you take out half of the universe. Mm-hmm. Then what? And he goes, then I can rest. It's true. And that's. And he- exactly what happens he does and the music at the end of the movie he's settling down and he's looking out the plane and he smiles he's he's like i finally i'm complete yep. i've done a huge service to the galaxy i've done a yep. huge service to existence and he sits down and he smiles and the music that plays is happy yep the music that plays is happy and then boom credits and th- for that reason i was like i was like this is a masterpiece Mm-hmm. This is a masterpiece that they could end it like that, and I'm not vehement. Yeah. I'm not super pissed, yeah. you know, despite the fact crying moments earlier because Spider-Man, you know, wanders into the shot, says, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel good. I don't feel – I feel funny. And yeah. he's grabbing. He's like, please don't let me go. Please don't let me go. I don't want to go. 
Oh my gosh. Yep. Right in the feels. Yeah. Right in the feels. Oh yeah. And I'm like, damn. And Dr. Strange is fading away with that knowing look on his face. Of course. He's like, I knew. Yeah. He's like, I knew, but I'll be back. Hopefully. Yep. This is the only way that I could potentially come back. He's looking at Tony and being like, you're going to do what you're going to do. Yep. Because that's, that's the, that's the thing with that scene that was pissing you off with star Lord, where he blows mm-hmm. the whole thing and pulling the yeah. gauntlet off yeah. Thanos's hand. You know, the one person not shouting at him to knock it off was Dr. Strange. It's true. Everybody else was like, Quill, shut up, leave him alone. We've about got the gauntlet off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you killed Gamora. And everybody's like, Quill, get over it. We're about to take the gauntlet off. We're about to win this fucking yeah. thing. And the one person who was available to stop him and doesn't say a goddamn word. Strange. Was Dr. Strange. It's true. Did he get knocked out, though, I thought? I don't think so. Okay. He may have been otherwise occupied, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that he, in that one possibility Which, even if success, he wasn't knocked out, he wouldn't do it anyway. And yeah. you're right. For that reason. Yeah. I think yeah. he, in that one path of success, he saw exactly how it had to play out and just decided play it out. Yeah. He was only going to take the actions that would allow it to play out that the way crazy. that he saw. It's just such a crazy catastrophic yeah. event that played out in the movie. It is almost like these other movies like Armageddon or Deep Impact where it's like, this is coming whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah. And it's happening in that in that fashion. And now, yeah. I saw a lot of kids in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> and this kid, at one point, I was this close to like, there was a kid on the other side of, on the other side of us. He would not stop talking during the movie. And he would go, is that Gamora? Or like, is that, uh? and he's like, you know, saying these things. And this kid would not shut up. And he was just saying things super loud and like asking his parents about it. I'm like, are you guys seriously? And his kids kept like, or his parents kept sushing him. You know, they're like, come on, shh, shh, shut up. Like, stop. Yeah. And um, it really drove Gage nuts. I know that much. But at one point um, after the snap and everyone's turning to dust, I heard the kid on the other side go, oh, it's just a reality stone. And I was this close to leaning forward and go, actually, they're all dying. They're actually dead. <laughs> I really wanted to say that to this kid. And it's so funny because kids went and with, uh, I saw another kid who left behind his Thanos action figure on the seat when he oh, stood wow. up, he was walking out and his mom was like, get the action figure. He's like, I don't want it. Oh, wow. <laughs> he got his Thanos with him. Yeah. Brought so, Thanos with him. It was like, no, this is like, it's like so it. funny. It's not an R rated like movie. No yeah. It's not an R-rated movie like Deadpool and Logan, but for that reason, I'm sure parents could be a little myth because I, they're, anyone who took their small children to see this movie are probably having conversations oh, absolutely. With, with their kids on their way out because, you know, seeing Spider-Man go out the way he did in such a desperate fashion, you know, yeah. um, watching a child die was yeah. a very, very hard thing to watch. And they nailed that, of course, because uh, Tony at the beginning of the movie is like, I want kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he has to watch a kid die in his arms and yeah. fade to dust. Yeah. In his armor that he made for the kid. Exactly that too. So, so he made all this to protect this kid. And then. And it was all destroyed. for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and so pretty much strange was how like. How heartbreaking is this movie? Oh my <laughs> God. Ah, uh, so, um, Rocket but, watching Groot yeah. evaporate as well. Rocket being the only guardian to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only guardian of the galaxy. Yeah. That's it. 
He's it's the one. Really intense. Yeah, exactly. And if you think about it, throughout the Guardians of the Galaxy, he is always like, I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone. And he seems to need everyone the most. It's true. And now he's alone. He really does. And now he's alone. He, he really is. Completely alone. And it's so funny because Peter says to, him, says to him in the beginning, he says, you're just going with him because you don't want to meet up with Thanos with us. You don't want to be in that fight. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's because of this weird selfish reason that not because Rack rocket wants to live so much as he doesn't he want to watch his friends die he doesn't want to watch his friends die and yeah. you know he's watching Groot dust away and he's just like no come on you know and they're on the other side of the spectrum here and Groot's going again yeah. um big shout out to Groot's first line hey, I'm Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I was language. in stitches oh i God. was in stitches for that one and i was like how are they going to capitalize because he's sitting in the back playing his video game i'm like Groot's going to be hilarious, but when? Oh, the very first thing he says, I am Groot, giving like the sass. And like, oh, what yeah. language? Like, yes. kid? Like, you know, they're telling him, they're raising him. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. that was awesome. Teenager um, Groot was hilarious. He really was. Especially for understanding his language. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what did he say? He was like, it was an elective at school. <laughs> yeah. Take the, the I am it was Groot like, language. It was an elective to, te- to learn tree. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Just the fact that he understands it's nothing. Yeah. That's the best. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, so on this list, we have Guardians, Thor and the Guardians. Um, so. Another interaction, um, just Thor with them in general. <laughs> Peter being jealous yeah. of Thor. Peter talking in a deep voice. <laughs> <laughs> I Now, you said your favorite was, you know, the combination of Iron Man, Spider-Man, and Strange. I really like the Guardians um, in both the scenarios with Thor where, yeah. you know, Peter's like, well, I'm talking in a deep voice. And Drax is like, you're definitely talking in a deep voice. Um, Drax, how long have you been standing there, Drax? Talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is how I always talk. I don't know. This slightly less attractive man than me. Um, how long have you been standing there? An hour. Drax watching um, Peter and Gamora have to talk about, um, you know, where she knows where the Soul Stone is, but she can't tell him about it. But she makes Starlord promise to kill her. And he's sitting there like, I won't do it. But then Drax is watching. They're like, he's eating chips. And they're like, what? How long have you been there? An hour. <laughs> I've mastered the art of standing still for so long that I become invisible. He's Watch. trying to eat chips. But you're, you're moving. Yeah, and they see him. And then Mantis is there. Hi, Drax. <laughs> Damn it. Walks <laughs> away. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Everything about them. Thor calling Rocket a rabbit. Yeah. Regularly. Yes. Um, you know, Thor and rabbit and tree. Thor and rabbit and tree. It's Going true. To make and only Thor would have this. Yeah. Um, when Groot's like, oh, man, you need you need this hammer. You need a handle. Yeah. And he grabs it and he makes the handle before the metal can cool out of his arm. You know, that was yeah. just a great. It was a sacrifice from a young Groot that gives him that character again where it's like, yeah, yeah Groot might be a, a – a snotty ass little teenager, but he's still he's he still knows what he needs to essence. do when he does yeah. it. He's still the son of Groot, so yep. just like his daddy. So there's that. Um, got the Guardians, Thor Guardians. Guardians were obviously one of the funniest, like the funniest. Oh, yeah. yeah, just plain and simple. Yeah. They granted that alleviation um, of the dire mood in terms yeah. of how funny they were. In addition to obviously them not wanting to talk. Now I think one of the bigger, one of the less. I don't know. Um, the whole cap group thing. The probably the least interesting. Le- yeah. Least less important. Not at all. No. They least interesting. Yes. 
which is saying something because the entire movie they're still highly interesting obviously yeah. you know uh, seeing captain well, cap cap's group was <clears throat> focused on one thing and that was getting earth ready for thanos it's true yes. let's get the vision found and quarantine yeah and let's get the stones separated from them what a shocking moment in the beginning of the movie as well when uh wanda and vision are out doing their thing and then vision just it was a jump scare yeah of vision suddenly getting stabbed through the chest and another effective way of making things feel dire this isn't like they show up and talk some shit before they fight i'm the bad guy and this is why i'm doing this fight scene no they show up they're like we're fucking gonna kill you and take your shit yeah fuck you give me that give me that mm-hmm. and he's like no it's mine yeah they're like give it go such a desperate fight you know yeah. this crazy fight and then of course the appearance of cap behind the train that was another hoot and holler moment for the yeah. audience of course yeah yeah that was that was definitely cool stuff mm-hmm. that was but then they and then they get to uh wakanda mm-hmm. yeah i was excited to go back to wakanda as soon as i saw shuri i was like you guys better not kill her oh. shuri better be fine she's the captain of the guard right no, oh, sure. Sister. His sister, yeah. Okay. Uh, the captain of the guard has a long name I can never remember. I can never remember her name either, but she is sexy as fuck. I Michonne I, with I, that bald head oh, doing the ass whoops. Yeah. The bald head, the kick ass nature, and the like mm-hmm. gold neck stretcher thing. I was just like. M'Baku survived damn. too, the dusting. M'Baku yes. survived. She survived. It was really interesting to see him approach her the way they did that. They make it look like they would not get rid of T'Challa, that the general, she was going to go. Yeah. And he's going to reach out and go, um, you know, he was like checking on her and she's like, she's like, I'm here. I'm good. And she looks back at him and then he's dusting. Yeah. It's like, fuck, play better now. <laughs> yeah. Bucky. You can tell how much we care about Bucky. Oh. Because he's the first one to go. He's just, he's just like, hey, Steve, what's uh, up? I, I think it's pretty funny that Bucky has survived the films way longer than Bucky in the comics ever did. Really? Bucky was, like, gone for, like, 40 years. Well, yeah. And that was, like, well, no, that was... Did he... Was was he no, the winter shoulder in the soldier? 40 actual years. Oh. Like... From the time he died in the comics, you did not see him for 40 years. Now, Cap died, frozen, came back. Right. And that was immediate. Yeah. But 40 Spider-Man years real Spider-Man died, time? clone, came back. Right. Everybody, everybody that dies in comics, that's the thing about comics. Nobody stays dead. The one exception to that for the longest time was Bucky. Mm-hmm. Because once Bucky died, Bucky was dead. They Right. And it was like... Cap was haunted by the death of Bucky and all this, but Bucky was toast. Okoye. Okoye. I wonder if that's, that's how it's how it's pronounced too, though. Yeah. Okoye. And she's in. And she's, in um, she's in that uh, zombie show, right? That I don't watch. The The Walking what is it Dead. Called? Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As I don't care either. I'm yeah. done. Okay. With that show, I asked my wife. Yeah. She went on to torrent it since the last season just ended, and she's like, yeah. "Nah." We're like, "Okay, Okoye." Wakanda forever. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he walks up. Okay, you okay? Are you okay? She's like, "Yes, my my king." And then he starts dusting. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." I would have been way pissed if she had gone and Black Panther was still around. But Black <laughs> right. Panther gone, I was like, "Okay." Well, how did they make it the most impactful? Right, the last super mu- who superhero movie we just saw, Black Panther. They yeah. must have had an idea of how good it was going to be because they made these films technically right next to each other. 
Yeah. You know, um, two months is the small span of time between two Marvel movies, I think. Yeah. Say for Iron Man, which came out in May, and then I think it was Incredible Hulk like two months later. Yeah. At the very beginning of everything and out there when anyone gives a shit about Incredible Hulk either than the guy who plays General Ross and got to come back for a Civil War like a decade later. Yeah. Damn near eight, seven years to come back, play the same character. That was cool. And that was a cool way also to explain um, Hawkeye. And uh, Ant-Man not being in the film because yeah. they, they took plea deals because they have families and it makes sense. They're the only Avengers with children. Yep. And that they're like, okay, we need to, you know, they put their families first, which makes sense. Hawkeye has a gigantic family Yeah. compared to the rest of them. Of course, Scott Lang has his son. Yeah. Children that they're involved with anyway and know about. Yeah. So um, you didn't get to see the after, after credits scene. Yes, I did. Okay. I did stick around for it. I really had to pee. Okay. But I waited until after that uh, credit okay. scene. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Good. So you did see it. I, I love that they managed to give Samuel L. Jackson the opportunity to say motherfucker as yeah. closely as they can, at least. Well, I, I loved that. I loved how they did that. Mm-hmm. With, they're just him and Agent Hill driving down the street, mm-hmm. discussing matters, and then all of a sudden... Car swerves, cuts them off. They jump out to look, and there's no one behind the wheel. Yeah. And at that point, I was like, "Whoa, what's happening?" And then I saw the helicopter. It's like spitting yeah, out. Getting and hit I was by like, the snap. "Oh shit!" The dusting. There. That's the part of the population yeah. that just got wiped out, and they don't know. They don't know shit about it. It's true. And so then he's like looking at Agent Hill, and she starts to dust in front of him, and he's like. He's like, okay, time to get the peeper. Yep. So then he sends the transponder signal yeah. and dusts while saying motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker. And then it, Mother the beeper f- drops and then it shows the Captain Marvel logo, which is cool. Yes. I have to ask you, where do you think there? So we have two films between now and part two of Infinity War. Yet to be titled, of course. Rumored, it might have been a Photoshop, is that it's going to be called Avengers Disassembled. I think that would be kind of a lame title, but whatever. So you take these into two pieces, and then we have the in-between of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. And then Captain Marvel, which takes place in the 90s and recently has um, added the actor um, Lee Pace, who played Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. He will be – and he was a Kree overlord – Captain Marvel is obviously going to have a large role in the Kree U- Aliens universe. These are the two movies taking place in between now and, and the next Avengers in a year. Okay. I will be I will be honest with you. I am not familiar with Captain Marvel in the Marvel universe. Me either. At like at all. All. Nothing. I know she played I, I this is a this is a character they are pulling pretty much out of their ass mm-hmm. to me anyway. To me, there is one Captain Marvel. He's also Billy Batson. He screams Shazam and turns into Captain Marvel. Okay. That's your Captain Marvel. Okay. okay. A 12-year-old kid who has been enchanted by an old wizard. Okay. That said, I know that there is a female Captain Marvel mm-hmm. in the Marvel Universe, and that is the source of Rogue from the X-Men. That's the source of her powers as far as invulnerability, flight, and... Super oh, that's strength. why she fly. That's why Rogue can fly. 
That, in addition to everything? Yes. Rogue, because she absorbed Captain Marvel's. Rogue was originally just somebody that absorbed through touch. If she mm-hmm. touched somebody's mm-hmm. bare skin with her bare skin, she absorbed part of their... If they were mutants, she absorbed their powers, she absorbed their life essence, and she absorbed some of their memory. But since Captain Marvel is such a Superman-like character... Yeah, so when That became Marvel, a permanent... So when Rogue is... Well, not just that. When Rogue was first coming out, and she's like out of control she accidentally touched somebody and starts causing a ruckus and captain marvel flies in to stop her goes to punch her and once there's skin on skin contact rogue just grabbed her hands and it immediately started flowing power into rogue Mm -hmm. well rogue was crazy at this point because she's losing her shit because she just got her powers and had no idea how to control them or anything so she ends up holding on to Captain Marvel for an extended time to where this puts Captain Marvel in a coma for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. 30 comic book years, kind of. That's so. also an interesting thing because um, this new movie, I wonder if there's going to be a somewhat similar coma um, for Marvel, no, because she has a be- uh, she has a beeper. I don't know why, but... Captain Marvel is set in the 90s, right? That's why that was a old school beeper yeah. that um, Nick Fury was using. I know they casted a younger actor to play a younger Nick Fury, but Captain Marvel is supposed to be the first superhero that Fury meets. Yeah. And I think for that reason, Captain Marvel is going to play a large part in bringing everything full circle and helping get the Avengers back and, you know, maybe being a potential rescuer of of Tony because after the dusting and Drax and Mantis go and then you think for a second like Star-Lord's not going to get dusted and then he starts going oh shit and then he's yeah. like dusted and then Nebula's like he did it and then it's Tony and Nebula yeah the last two characters I think they would make a point of having together in the same place yeah yeah. <laughs> it was really so that being said, uh Marvel could very well show up. Yeah. Captain Marvel could show up and she could be like, Hey, let's get out of here. We got in we got shit to do. Yep. It would be very inter- interesting. Or, you know, Nick Fury hits that beeper. What if the destruction of that planet had something to do with Captain Marvel fighting on Titan? And then she just wakes up on Titan with the beeper and then she just li- she sits up and there's Tony sitting there fucking distraught as shit. Because Peter just died in his arms, you know? Yeah. It's it's interesting and kind of strange to me because I was... Captain Marvel, to my knowledge, is a mutant. She's a mutant. Yeah, very much so. So, I was wondering how they were going to be able to pull off Infinity War without the Fantastic Four and without X-Men. Yeah. Because in the books, those were a big factor in the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, half of X-Men decide, you know, you know what? The team's getting a little big over here. I'm going to join the Avengers for a little while. Right. And, like, Beast Storm. and Thor are, like, best friends. Right. Beast and Thor go out drinking together. and then they, That's awesome. And then they sit there and, like, kind of one-up each other strength-wise. Right. Which is cool. Just fucking around. Well, and, you know, I wonder if they can still do that. They could. We have actually no because they filmed them back to back. I forgot. 
it would have to be a very, very squeaky squeeze in. And they were talking about doing reshoots in July. Maybe they could squeeze some more people into the scenes. Well, probably in another 20 years when Disney's running out of money. Yeah. And they reboot this entire thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe by that point they will have the X-Men under their banner again. It's true. they, They can make all these stories true to the comics, like involving the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and the X-Men in the battle with Galactus. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that would be potentially the next big thing after Thanos and all of this is finished because they have a, they have a Spider-Man movie coming out right after the the, sec, the next part of Avengers. Yeah. So obviously they're not going to stay dead. They're, there's no way they would only make one Black Panther movie after what just happened. Um, so yeah. that being said... I just want them so badly to get Hugh Jackman as Wolverine into this Avengers. It can be the last time that he's Wolverine. He already said, while well, he said, you know, Logan is the last time, he said the only thing that would bring him out of that retirement is if he gets to play Wolverine in the Avengers. If he got to do that team up with them, that is the only thing that would bring him out of that retirement that would make him do another film. Just do it for part two. Get him in the reshoots. Just do it. Just, just please do it because this is the last chance we could potentially get in our lifetime even of seeing Wolverine and Spider-Man and Hulk in the same place. My top three. Deadpool's number four. Let's do that too. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, Because with that part two, now that we can talk spoilers, maybe a big part of part two is Thanos being lonely, being not caring, and maybe there could be a stretch of time in between where the Avengers are you know, and if it's called, if it's really called Avengers Disassembled, we could see it maybe a couple years pass and the world is wrecked. Half the universe has been destroyed and we just see these sad shells of what the Avengers used to be. Because when you fail like that, how does someone like Tony give a shit anymore? You know, uh, what does someone like Thanos move on to? Impressing a woman, maybe? I... I think Tony is going to sit there and be haunted by this. And he's going to sit there and stew on it. He will not want to have a child. And he is going to eventually realize all the shit that Dr. Strange was trying to tell him. Mm -hmm. And that's when he's going to start reaching out and looking for that path. There's also Wong. Wong could come back and go, yep. What's up? Yep. Well, I'm, we're definitely getting Adam Warlock here. Uh, whether they introduce him in Captain Marvel or Ant Man and Wasp, we're going to be getting we're going to be getting Adam <laughs> Warlock here. Do you shortly. really feel that way? Absolutely. The in Infinity War, Thanos gets the Infinity Gauntlet with all the Infinity Stones, and there is a team that takes him down, takes the gauntlet from him, and splits the stones off so that no one person has all the infinity stones. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely one thing that's going to... No, you make a really good point, because isn't isn't Adam Warlock one of the keepers? Yes. Adam Warlock is the the leader of the Infinity Watch. Mm -hmm. And the Infinity Watch is... The group that takes the Infinity Gauntlet from Thanos 
and they each get a stone. Right. So that none of them control everything. And they all work together to undo what Thanos did. Right. And Adam Warlock gets the Soul Stone. I'm not entirely familiar with the entire Infinity Watch, but uh, one of them is a dog. Mm -hmm. He gets the Time Stone. He has like a little antenna on his head kind of thing. He's an alien dog. Right. Is it Cosmo, you said? I think so. Yeah, because he was in Guardians. I think so. He's the space dog. Cosmo to space dog. Oh, pulling out the encyclopedia. The Marvel Encyclopedia. Boom. Chaka. Just because if I'm going to talk about this with half-ass authority, I might as well do it with full authority. Yeah. Let's see. Where are you, Infinity Watch? And humans, Iceman, Impossible Man. <laughs> All right, not there. Let's see. Let's look up the Infinity Watch here in the Ooh. back. Infinity Watch, 198 and 224. Because this Infinity Watch is something that's certainly going to happen at the end. And something that's quite interesting is also that the Infinity Gauntlet took a beating after the snap. Did you notice that? It, like, imploded. Yeah. It was worse for wear, that's for sure, after he made the snap. Yeah. Okay. Plant Man? Oh, there are some cheesy... Pip cheesy. the Troll. Pip Pe the Troll is part of the Infinity Watch. Yeah. People thought that um, when Peter Dinklage was cast that he was going to end up playing Pip the Troll. Moon Knight. Thing was... This is all very interesting. One of them. I'm not sure. So, while you're finding that... I think it's a little too late. I think they're going to find a placeholder um, for Adam Warlock, maybe in Captain Marvel, because it's a little, it's just too late to introduce Adam Warlock when he's going to be the center of attention in Guardians 3. Uh, they've already kind Easily of hinted said. at him. I mean, they have twice yep. in both of the Guardians movies, and then at the end of Guardians 2, they were quite literal in saying, okay, it's yep. time for Adam Warlock, we're yeah, doing there this. there he is. Kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But he, I think he would have needed the spotlight a little bit more than what he got if he was going to be any kind of big player. Okay, Moon Dragon got the Mind Gem. I'm gonna have to look for Adam Warlock. There isn't the Infinity Watch really covered yeah. in this book. And Adam will be way at the front, right? Yeah. And I mean, this is an old edition. Abomination. Anyway. Absorbing man. He might be under Warlock. Agent X. Now we're going to the back. I want to find him in the back. We're going to bounce all over this damn book. There we go. Warlock. Boom. Oh, he has an entire page while War Machine and Warbird are cut into half. Yep. That is very interesting. And there's Pip the Troll on his page. Yep. On Warlock's page. What is this? Genetically created life form. Yep. You know, um, it was rumored that John Boyega of Star Wars fame as Finn and in Pacific Rim Uprising has been in negotiations, negotiations talking to Marvel. And he said he won't be around for a few. 
Huh. A lot of people thought Adam Warlock, maybe. That would be quite interesting. I wouldn't mind that at all. You know what I really did enjoy was War Machine and Falcon blowing the shit out of those aliens, those gigantic explosions. (laughs) It's like, that's War Machine. That's fucking War Machine. Yeah. Fucking gigantic explosions. Yes, please. Please. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. That encyclopedia was absolutely no help whatsoever. It wasn't. No mention of the Infinity Watch. They must not have been as important as another group. mentions of the Infinity Watch. Not really... Like, it mentioned a couple members of it, like Moondragon mm-hmm. and Pip mm-hmm. the Troll, and then Adam Warlock obviously had his full spread. But Adam Warlock was the, is a peak of genetic engineering. Right. And he eventually meets a, according to the encyclopedia there, he eventually meets a being called the High Evolutionary, uh-huh. who is a human that has control over evolution. Right. So he can speed up evolution if he wants, and he recruits Adam Warlock to take down Thanos. Hmm. It's very interesting. Because everyone knows Thanos is the galaxy's biggest threat. Yes. For a good reason, as Infinity War turns out. Yeah. So. Anyway. That might go there. Getting away from the comics and back to the movie here. I, I enjoyed that Thanos, every time he got a new stone, he showed it off. Yes. So Very much so. He starts off the movie with the Power Stone and goes and just trounces the Asgardians. True. And then trounces Hulk mm-hmm. using the Power Gem. Yeah. And then he gets the Space Gem. Immediately after getting the Space Gem, teleport. Yeah. And that's what the Space it's Gem allows you to do is just jump from point to point in space mm-hmm. wherever. Mm-hmm. So he immediately jumps. And he doesn't jump to where Hulk is. He, he just trails Tulk. He doesn't go and finish the job. Yeah. He goes nowhere. <laughs> it's true. He he has bigger fish to fry, and yep. that's a that's a great thing about the you know the journey he's on. You know, yeah. he they made him into a character who is while evil at when you boil it down, he's evil. They made him into a character that was just um a guy with a job to do you know yep. what i mean in the same fashion that anyone else you know captain america's like i'm gonna do what's right all the time you know what i mean and thanos is and this is really weird to say the exact same person in that mindset of i have things to do yep. and i'm gonna get them done because it's the right thing to do yep even though it's really not Ooh, it just got cloudy outside and our Ooh. light got a lot more blue in the video that was really cool Neat. well you know I think we could talk about Infinity War, Infinity oh, yeah. War, and the possible, you know, ways this is going. One, one more question for you is that I wonder where Ant Man and the Wasp is going to land on the timeline. How do you feel? I think it's going. I think it's going to take place because we've got after like two this. or three months till it comes. I out. think it's going to take place after Infinity War, after, after the, the dusting. dusting. Okay, fair enough. And it's it's going to be like. Hey, you know what? You took a plea deal to no longer be a hero, but we just lost a fuck ton of heroes. Right. Yeah. No, that could very well be how it all plays so out. So you need to come back and step back and up. And they just all, all the central characters of this happen to not be part of the dusting. And maybe, uh, you know, uh, I read in the synopsis that a big part of it, it, it about all this is that after Ant-Man goes to the opposite side of the molecular structure, like... Um, the original Wasp, Janet, had to 
um, did they go, okay, well, maybe we can actually control this and go get my mom back. Yeah. And I think they actually casted Michelle Pfeiffer as the original Janet Van Dyne, potentially. Okay. I think, potentially. Don't quote me. So um, that's a part of the story is them going to the opposite side. Maybe that could very well have something to do with them trying to find a solution for what just happened to the entire world for, you know, half half of that happening. Either that or this is going to play take place shortly before and then the after credit scene is going to be those characters dusting. Potentially Scott Lang. What if it's an after credit scene? He's playing at the park with his daughter and, you know, Hope is there. No. Hope who is the wasp now? Is she Janet or is she is Hope the original wasp? I don't know. I don't know either. Who cares? Anyways, uh, Evangeline Lilly of Lost uh, Culture playing the Wasp now. Um, the worst part of The Hobbit, which is why slightly. I have no interest in the fucking Wasp. How'd I know you were going to talk about <laughs> Sorry. this? Sorry. Um, that's okay. <laughs> but no, um, the the Wasp being there, you know, maybe she's – it's been confirmed that uh, Evangeline Lilly, she's already said, yeah, I'm definitely going to be in Avengers 4. She did not say Ant-Man was going to be in Avengers 4 what if that's how that's going to go now thinking back to the tweet of you know her conforming i won't be in avengers 3 but i will be in avengers 4 now that i think about it hmm. after credits scene ant-man gets dusted and she's like shit maybe what's going on and uh. then she goes to find everyone and see where that is and then it's not so much ant-man that's involved but the wasp well now i'm a little disappointed that avengers 4 isn't going to be as awesome as i hoped <laughs> <laughs> I see how you feel. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. She's fine. She's fine. She Eventually, I'm sorry you're fine. mad at the she, Hobbit. She's fine. She she's just great. brings a giant bottle of suck to any project that she joins. In my experience. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you shut your fucking mouth right now. All right. I haven't you don't seen talk Lost. About, we, we don't talk we, about Kate like that. We still okay. have to do we still have to do the Lost versus Star Trek. That's also true. So, we could potentially do that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll come around if I l watch Lost and enjoy Lost. Maybe yeah. I will spin that the other way, but... Maybe. I don't know. Just see her in more things. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just like I, I can see the bottle with her name written on it so that no one confuses her bottle of suck with anyone else's. I'm sorry you're mad at The <laughs> Hobbit. Stop taking it out on her. I'm not she's mad fine. at the Hobbit. She's fine. Watch Ant Man and the Wasp is going to be amazing, and she's going to be a fucking badass. Still kind of like, mad okay, at fine. Ant Man as well. Well, guys, that's been <laughs> episode two of when Daniel met Rich, the Infinity War episode. Um, here's to getting an engineer next week because I didn't really realize until this episode I suck at talking because I have to listen to myself talk. Slightly delayed, and it throws me off so yes. bad. Because I hear what I say, and I'm like, is that what I'm saying? And when I hear it not come out, I stutter. Because I'm like, I'm not saying the words. My mind is going, you're not saying the words you're saying. Because I hear you not saying the words, and my brain is not listening to what I hear. I am in my own time lapse in my head, much akin to Doctor Strange and the Time Stone and how that works. Dormammu, I've exactly. come to bargain. That's my, my voice and my brain talking to so, each other right now. Daniel has come to bargain. It's true. Here's to having someone to run audio next week. Uh, I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Thanks. St stay vigilant in these post-Infinity War times, kids. And don't grab somebody else's bottle of suck. Fuck you, Rich. <laughs>